Alexander Hamilton said, a nation which can prefer disgrace to danger is prepared for a master and deserves one. Now let's set the record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war, but there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this, but every lesson of history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement. And this is the specter our well-meaning liberal friends refuse to face, that their policy of accommodation is appeasement. And it gives no choice between peace and war, only between fight or surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we have to face the final demand, the ultimatum. And what then? When Nikita Khrushchev has told his people, he knows what our answer will be. He has told them that we're retreating under the pressure of the Cold War, and someday, when the time comes to deliver the final ultimatum, our surrender will be voluntary, because by that time, we will have been weakened from within spiritually, morally, and economically. He believes this because from our side, he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price, or better read than dead, or as one commentator put it, he'd rather live on his knees than die on his feet. And therein lies the road to war, because those voices don't speak for the rest of us. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shot heard round the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead, who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis, didn't die in vain. Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. This is the meaning in the phrase of Barry Goldwater, peace through strength. Winston Churchill said the destiny of man is not measured by material computations. When great forces are on the move in the world, we learn we're spirits, not animals. And he said there's something going on in time and space and beyond time and space, which, whether we like it or not, spells duty. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on Earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness.
What is going on, my fellow domestic terrorists? It is Freedom Friday, and we are back with some more gangbanging of the government. And today we got a, a very fun guest. By the way, I'm your host, James. With me, as always, my man, Alan, my short little elf friend. He's such a um, dick. What's up, everybody? Freedom yes. Friday. <laughs> such an ass. Always, dude. Always. But today, today we got a really special guest, a guy who's been on the show a few times, the sauce boss himself. A cold cuts enthusiast, my man, Bobby Sausalito. Welcome to the show, dude. Thanks Thank for you. Thank you kindly. I appreciate it. Why Why am I up here and you're down there? What's going on? What's going on here? Uh, I guess it's just got to be the way your cameras, how you're you're in the camera box. I wish I could I could move it. I can't move it on my end. Uh, I have a virtual camera, so maybe I can move myself. Let me see. Oh, there you go. Now you're perfect. Now you're Yo, perfect. Look at you're that. centered and you're perfect. <laughs> and you make, you make James look even uglier than he actually is. So <laughs> There we go. At least I'm not the ugliest one on the show, Alan. Well, well, I don't care being ugly. But, Bobby, dude, you've been killing it lately. You've been all over the place. Alan says you're all over Newsmax nowadays. I was on news. I have been on Newsmax and I've been on OAN a couple of times. Actually, I've done three on OAN. Um, and uh, I just know that that's kind of the way you got to reach the different audiences. It's like I got the Internet thing going and cooking. I can't control the TV side of things. So having press hits is key. So that's kind of what I've been working on whenever I can. You have your own show now, right? You did you just start the podcast, or you always had it? I know you do all the all the videos on on Instagram. I started doing live streams a long time ago, like probably about a year and a half ago, like right at the very start when my first videos first started to get popular. Um, but I did them with like a hundred dollar webcam and no mic, and I just was yelling. Um, and I, I, I never you wanted nice, to nice re 20, you got a nice mic, you're doing, you got headphones, you, you're legit over here, Bobby. Love in every, it. in every business that I've ever done, I've always front loaded what I thought I needed in order to be successful without focusing on establishing the market need and value of it. So I would always buy the equipment first and be like, I can't do it unless I have the right stuff. So this time with this particular venture, um, which I think has the potential to be the best one that I've ever done, um, I've, I've gone the other way, which is like, make sure there's an established market need and move slowly, make sure that they need and want more of it, that I'm certain it will work before I deploy cash into it. Um, and it's worked out way better. I didn't have this equipment until almost two years in. I had probably 150 streams and now I've got the camera and I spent like $9,000 doing it up right. And now it's like, I have the same toy kind of caliber or quality of audio and video as like a Ben Shapiro or a Lotto with yeah. Crowder or whoever else. You're absolutely killing it, man. And uh, I'm really in impressed where you've come from because I've seen you from 5,000 followers to where you're at. You're over 100K. You're well over, I think. Right? Yeah. You like well over 100K. You're one of the biggest voices in the, the conservative movement and the freedom movement. Uh, it's really impressive to see all the work that you've been doing, all the hard work that you've been doing paying off. Um, Thanks, man. And, and you're and you're you're absolutely on point with all of your takes. Like you're 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 killing it. You're bringing comedy to the table. You're making it easy for people to consume and digest. I say this every time on the show, but the, your delivery for the information is perfect, and it reaches an audience that me and Alan we're a little rough around the edges. Won't always reach. <laughs> we're pieces of shit. Uh, so I, I I'll tell you a little story. So like I have I've you know. I, I didn't realize you were on Facebook also, Bobby. I just found you, I think, yesterday. And yep. I just hit 40,000 followers, and I've had all this traction on my page. And I have, like, well, now I have three personal accounts because I had to start a third one today. I was in a panic. 
both of my other accounts that obviously if you know anything about Facebook, you have to have a personal account to operate your, yep. whether it's your business account, podcast account, whatever it is. And both of them were suspended. One was suspended for live streaming for 29 days, the other one for seven days. So now I'm in this fucking panic, like, great, got a show Friday, got a show uh, Saturday. Then we go back into Monday and Tuesday. And now Facebook, where I get a lot of engagement, now I'm, I'm going to lose that audience now. So I'm, I'm in a rush trying to do <laughs> a uh, – trying to make another account and then call my, my buddy Bob and like, Hey, you have to add me as an administrator. Cause thank God I have administ other administrators on there mm -hmm. just so we, in a, so we knew we could be on at least Facebook to live stream. And, that, and that's what sucks with people like us because obviously nobody wants to hear. Well, the, the, the disgusting progressive left doesn't want to hear what we have to say. Big tech doesn't want to hear what we have to say. So they're going to do anything they can to get rid of us. And yep. literally I posted the Halloween spirit meme of Hunter Biden in his underwear. And, and <laughs> yeah. for whatever reason, that's what, no, God, that, that's what zucked both my accounts yeah. Alan, today. In the, in the red scarf, that picture particularly yep. is doing its rounds. I'm getting that removed from stories that I posted in, in 2020 when the story broke. Like it, it, I'm like, how do I even delete that? Like, how do I even go back? Nobody could see the story, but because I posted that picture or a meme of that picture, because the memes at the time were stuff of legend. Yeah. The, yeah. That photo <laughs> particularly is getting nuked and getting, getting attacked. Um, but that's what Bobby, that's what you're so good at is getting around the algorithm, the way you change your words around and uh, the way, way you talk about things because the algorithm, I, even you are now getting hit with shadow bans. I see you talk. Oh, yeah. It's pretty rough. I, I used to come up with my feed all the time. Yep. And I can always count on seeing some Bobby saw some take naps, scrolling through, getting some com comedy relief throughout the day. But as of late, you don't show up anymore. Uh, yeah. And you've been dealing with that forever because we just gang bang on the government too much. Yeah, uh, they that's a lot of people have been telling me that more more now than ever. But what I've kind of realized is that I just have to I have to understand that that's baked into the cake and that hmm? what I'm what I'm creating can't be like I can't not give the message that I have to give if I'm going to if, if I do it right and I deliver it in a way that's not going to hit the obvious flags, then like it will make its way around eventually. And even if it doesn't, it will still exist. So that's my objective is like just get it there so that it is, in fact, there. And, you know, the other thing, too, that I've realized is that it's like if we worry about the number of views, we're going away from what our original intent is, which is like, what's the most impactful thing that you could do for the world? And it's changed people's minds. And I posted a video today that doesn't have as many likes as like a normal one would have, but people are in the comments like, you changed my mind. I thought this way for 12 years and I changed my mind. And it's like, well, isn't that the point of it all? So it's like, if, if we pay attention to the different metrics of how we're measuring the success, then as long as we're creating things that will last in perpetuity, I mean, you know, there's a lot of famous artists that never made a dime on their work until they were after they were dead. And it's right. like, would they have still done it knowing that? Probably, obviously, because they kept doing it anyway. So I, I think that's a that's a great point. And I think about that all the time uh, in perspective. First, first, I want to say is everything you say is 100 percent correct. But at the end of the day, we also have to remember that they want us to be demoralized. They want yeah, us. Yeah. What's the point? They want us to feel that way. That's their whole goal. So we stop speaking the yep. truth. That's, that's what that's they're right. attempting to do. And if we give up, we let them win and we stop doing what we're doing. We, we, we lose that battle. But also to your, to your point, I, I think about, you know, 50 years from now, 
when I'm telling younger generations about this time in history. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people, they're going to be able to, to, to talk about it because they lived it, of course. Mm-hmm. But you, the three of us, we're going to be able to go back and look at all of the content that we put out and show like this is historical doc because we're living through history every day. The yeah, things yeah. that are happening are so unprecedented and so fucking crazy that when the history books are written about this particular time, I think future generations are going to be like, what the what the fuck were they doing? Yeah, um, certainly. And, what was it all about? Why, yeah. why didn't they want why didn't you know uh, society want them to be heard? Why didn't government want them to be heard? Big tech. Yeah, we're going to be able to go back and look at exactly what we thought. Because think about it. How many times do you do something and you remember it, but like you remember you're missing bits and pieces of the details because it's been so long and, you know, it's it's not a true full memory. Whereas now when history is written, we're going to be able to go back to the content, whether they delete all these apps and, and it's off. We still have it like I still have everything saved and mm-hmm. you're going to you're we're going to be able to go back and look at in history how we truly thought what was really going on because we've been covering it let's be real pretty fucking accurate the entire time yeah. so it's going to be an interesting time in history uh and it's really cool to reflect on that i i 100 agree yeah it's 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 like it, the other thing too is you know think about think about human nature think about how you think about people that you know, you remember stuff that they did or how they made you feel or how they made you think 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Like, like I just sent you a video before of this rapper. I, I saw this freestyle rap that I just texted you this video and I listened to this rap and I'm like, I'll, I don't care if I ever see a video from this dude again. It's like, if I ever see this guy come and play around here, like I might be a fan of this dude for the rest of my life. And all it took was one pop. And I think that that's the thing is like, even if they delete you, even if whatever, it's like, your face is your face and where you're going to go is where you're going to go. And they can't stop you from doing that unless they delete you from existence. So it's like, it's like, what's the grand scheme and what's the picture. And, you know, people come up to me and will say stuff like, thank you for doing what you're doing. And it's like, isn't, isn't that what it's all about anyways? Cause I always thought I, I thought I was doing cool shit before I made these videos, but nobody ever came up to me and was like, thanks. You know, it's like, no, it was, yeah. no, it was like, good job at your, at your work. You know, it's like this though, this is like, people are like, I show this to my kids and my kids are like, when's Bobby sauces next video? It's like, <laughs> that shit's crazy. So I think it's like, if you put it all into perspective, like most things in life, you know, it's like those little things are just, all right, come get me, motherfucker, because there's so many other people that have had so much worse stuff happen that if that's what we got to deal with, then, you know, so be it. So such is the such is the climb, you know? Well, it's it's interesting times because we see what's happening with uh, good old Twatter and right. uh, Elon Musk. It's very interesting. Like he's he's actually following through and doing what he said he was going to do. He's taking it private. He's taking it off the New York Stock Exchange. Yeah, and he's done getting- already. Yeah, he's getting everybody like everybody's gone. Everybody's fucked. Everybody's <laughs> fired. And then not only that, it's it's glorious. I it's it's did, so much. Did fun you to see? Watch. Did you see the trolls and uh, the the uh, the people that trolled in front of Twitter headquarters that claimed they were fired engineers and the news stations bought it and they were like the guy was like, I I'm all upset. I have to get home to my husband and my wife. Like they were complete <laughs> trolls. I was That's watching amazing. it earlier. It was hilarious. That's amazing. But Elon Musk did say, or he put something out that. I, I don't think they're just going to flip a switch and everybody who was ever banned from Twitter is going to be put back on, but he's right. going to form this, I guess, 
diversity, whatever it is, to, yeah. to I guess content moderation, basically, yep. to but a diverse content moderation. So it's not you know all sickos to see I guess case by case uh, basis. But I would imagine that he'll put you know reinstate Donald Trump, maybe people like Alex Jones. I don't think uh, Donald Trump's going to go back. Uh, I I don't know. There were rumblings that he would probably use it he, he, just because it's there. But um, I I do believe he would end up going back. I think he knows that people on Twitter would would expect him to come back, and I think he'll make an appearance. You, you'll get a tweet here and there, I'm sure. And people like Alex it's Jones, true. so many people, so many people that were so banned, many, so many you know? accounts, it's thousands, uh, tens of thousands of accounts that have been banned. All of Project Veritas. Every like yeah. the list it's so crazy like that we're even talking about that a big tech company what I is banning people but what I'm really interested to see is if he's gonna because he's already said he's got his SpaceX rocket engineers digging through all the code and digging through all the algorithm and I'm very interested to see if he's gonna start to release that information and you know what I've always found fascinating about Twitter is that the bandwidth that need they need and the amount of servers that, that they need to do what they're doing on Twitter and what they're it doesn't make sense. Like part of me believes that it's got government servers all over it and they're running the entire operation through government servers, which would make it a completely non-private entity. And uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if that if, if that was the case, I don't know if this whole deal would have been allowed to happen, if you know what I mean. You know, I don't I don't think I, nothing surprises me. I just look at it as, all right, this guy bought twitter and made it private and now he's got you know supposedly a spacex engineers in there and the twitter engineers are, are technically locked out or fired or whatever and they're going through code i'd imagine that if, if there was some sort of government server system uh supplementing twitter that they would also say oh well it's a matter of national security or make up some bullshit where elon musk would not have the access that he supposedly has right now but again well, Meta is already trying to set up meetings. Facebook and Meta are already trying to set up meetings, and it's it's not a coincidence that every single major big tech company like took a twenty percent hit today. Um, well, yeah, of, over, the, over the course of months, I mean, uh, Facebook's been you know losing like, like billions of dollars. It's been the worst quarter in like their history for Amazon, Facebook, uh, all these big tech companies have lost billions of dollars, and both Zuckerberg and Bezos lost a you know a huge chunk of their billions today. Bobby, what's your yeah. what's your what's your outlook on on this on this Twitter? I personally don't think Elon Musk is a hero. I know that there are no. some people that are like, oh, Elon Musk is the savior of everything. I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. What what is your your feeling on the whole the well, Twitter deal? Well, I think that well, first and foremost, it's a good thing. I think it's a great thing, in fact. And I don't you know it's important that nobody trusts any any public figure at any point to be a savior of any kind. However, when you hear what he says about his intent for it, it's like you kind of got to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. And generally speaking, to have a person of that caliber, you know, for all intents and purposes, the richest human being alive yeah. to be on the side of free speech when he could just as easily be like, F those people. Uh, I think that I think that's a W. And um oh, no. And although it may, you know, people will be like Neuralink and all this other stuff. And there's a million reasons to hate Elon Musk. You have to also remember, it's like when every single person in the world knows you for your entire life, it's going to be easy to paint a number of things. If, if any of the three of us were to any level of fame, 
there would be all types of opinions about one way or the other. I think I just try to look at it from the big picture. What would happen if it didn't happen? Well, we'd have the same piece of shit we already had that was already bad. So whether I don't necessarily think he's the savior, but I certainly think I think it's a heroic American act. I think it's good for humanity, good for freedom, good for everything. As far as the government being involved, I think that we have to know that the tentacles are involved in everything, no matter what. It's just in America, they have a little bit less power than they do everywhere else. So we're kind of the last bastion of hope. And I do think that um, I do think that overall, it's 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 a W. So I'm I'm thrilled about it. And like the other thing too is that it it sets a precedent of what's capable. So the other thing is that. This is like a marketplace lesson to other people that might potentially think about going the way of Twitter. So even though he may not actually what he does is limited to what's in his his realm, the effect that it will have on other people and other businesses, I think, is hopeful. And the fact that people believe that, hey, if I'm the Babylon Bee and I say that a man is a man and not a woman and then I get banned sooner or later, you know, the tide will come will rise to meet me and, you know, I'll be vindicated. Um, yeah. And the other thing too is that, you know, there's been, there have been no challenge, no shortages of challenges for humanity over the course of history. If we look back, think about, think about how people must have felt when, you know, when there was prohibition, for example. It's like if you were a whiskey developer, let's say you're a whiskey maker or a, or a beer maker, or whatever, yeah that's your life your livelihood do you think you've worked your whole life to get and they're like it's illegal now and you're like you motherfuckers so it's like <laughs> and they had to figure out you know and they had to navigate their way around all the bar owners and all those and like everybody has had to navigate all this stuff throughout human history think about things like the great depression it's like the great depression was as far as everybody can understand an engineered event by the by the financial elite it's like it didn't just happen they orchestrated such a collapse yet my grandfather and my grandmother you know lived through it and turned out all right at the end and so it's like this just happens to be our current challenge there was the cold war there was the cuban missile crisis there's been all these things over the course of life of our lifetime at least now we can fight our fight you know from the shitter you know from the house yeah. I agree with you. That's funny. <laughs> I'm tweeting on the toilet. Taking yeah, a like, <laughs> I'm posting memes. I'm posting memes on the yeah. toilet and uh, fighting the government. And yeah, we're like, let me speak. You fucking. <laughs> no, you're 100% you're, you're right. But I think the issue comes now is I think more now more than ever, our government is overstepping their power and in a way where people's lives are are. Oh, yeah. being lost in a way like it's it's scary uh what they're doing they're talking about putting the covid vaccine in the baby uh the baby vaccine schedule yeah um you know there, there there's reports now of people coming out and saying that they the doctors vaccinated them when they were under anesthesia for surgery apparently they were doing that in canada yep yep Yep. So wow. if you go into surgery and you come out, all of a sudden they're like, here's so, your vaccination card. And you're like, wait a minute. Christmas. I, 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 I went in for a fucking gallbladder operation and you, and you, you, you jabbed me. Like so what the no, fuck is that? Our, 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 our friends, our friends uh, over at Orange Man Bad had a friend that happened to them uh, where they went in for surgery and they, the doctor vaccinated him while he was in anesthesia. I'd lose my shit. Like I was saying, I was saying, to him, I was like, dude, I get anxiety when I'm in the room 
with a bunch of vaccine known vaccinated people. Like I, I'm not even joking. I'm anxiety, it's gonna dude. be a whole mental illness in oh, itself dude. in a few years. I'm not alone. Like I won't smoke weed with you if you got vaccinated. Like so I was out I was out with a couple friends that I haven't seen in a while. They came out uh, to Vegas and uh yeah. we we were we went to the one of those projection golf things where you hit the ball into the screen okay we're all, oh, yeah. we're all drinking beers and my drunken ass picks up a beer that i thought was mine wasn't mine and i fucking had a full-blown i was like spike proteins get the fuck out of here oh, I these. and i was like how do i get rid of them <laughs> i was freaking out i was freaking the fuck out i hate it i get such bad anxiety but but in reality people it's it's sad it's sad that this atodiso is people are dying left and right it's really really sad and yep. this is why um it's in my opinion a little different than any time that at least our our grandparents or great grandparents lived through because this is pretty crazy what they're doing to people um and and don't get me wrong they lived through some crazy stuff but our government is really overstepping their bounds in a way wild is that there were still people that aren't hiding it like i'm in i'm in new york so my unelected vile twat of a governor kathy hochel who thinks she's gonna win and well you know it's a coin to us she's literally at the debate talking about when she's questioned if they're gonna mandate vaccines for children and she says well not this year because you know she we're in the middle of a school year but she she didn't she said you know oh and they and that's that's you know done by by the legislature anyway which is all democrat run in new york the state assembly and everything is all it's a democrat majority so what she wants, and she's already spoken about this, is when if she wins, she wants next year to have it in the in the schedule of vaccines for children to attend public schools that they have to have the COVID vaccine, maybe even a booster, who knows, or I have to get the boosters uh, to, to attend public schools. And, <laughs> and that's she's not hiding that. And and, you know, people are running around in the, the last two days ripping down Lee Zeldin signs. Yeah, like it's it's wild. It's wild. I, I you know, hopeful that Lee Zeldin pulls through. You know, he's I don't like polls, but it is unusual to see a Republican uh, candidate for governor be uh, so neck and neck with a Democrat. It hasn't real it's not the norm in new york so i think the polls are boosted big time dude dude, the thing dude i made a video about this the other day i think that everybody needs to remember that if there were to be no longer a precedent for the norm to be the thing that happens this is it and -hmm. it's like if you ever had a chance to vote to elect a republican in new york this would be it because this dude this dude is sharp he's on point he's saying all the right things that are right on par with what people are talking about and that's not just me being like a partisan hack then you have you have a literally unelected governor that's a that's bad on delivery that followed up a guy that was objectively a piece of shit that did all these terrible things you had the worst response the most population loss it's like if the people are stupid enough to elect this this woman again that's on them and the other thing i was thinking about this morning when i woke up cuz like you know i'm sure you guys feel the same way it's like every every once in a while you're like man i'm doing all this work i'm putting in all this time am i am i even fucking doing anything and i woke up this morning and i just thought to myself you know how helpless i would feel if i couldn't repost lee zeldin to 300,000 people like i'm able to do right now like yeah. all the people that are viewing the videos that i'm pushing out it's like think about the influence that that just i could have if i change 100 people's mind in new york and then the other creators are doing that and that, and those 100 people are changing 10 it's like there's 10,000 votes right there and that 
that single-handedly could flip some shit like that. And it's like, if you have this perfect storm of all these bad things, population loss, people dying, all the, all the, all the nursing homes, all these people that maybe were a Democrat their whole life. And then some demon is like, you can't see your grandmother while she dies alone in a right. nursing home or sent there from some policy. If you're going to sit there and be like, well, you know, abortion, I'm going to keep voting Democrat. Fuck my grandma. I'm just gonna forget about that. Yeah. It's like, if there was ever a moment, this would be it. And I'm so thankful that we have this platform that we've built up smaller and different. It's like, we're all at a different point in the journey, but man, what a good thing. And and yeah. it's like at the last election, I didn't have that. Did you guys have the influence no. that you have now? Right. No. So it's like, I started my platform because of the 2020 we've, election. Yes. One of the reasons we've that, been stuck about at about 30, 30,000 since the, <laughs> the election. We have a fucking move, dude. It's grabbing at 38,000 well, for uh, probably a year and a half. Well, let me tell you this, dude, this is the thing. And this is where I I've felt that way a, a million times. And I'll tell you, this is a, it's a, a business lesson. Not that you're asking for it as much as it is any lesson. The thing that I've realized is that, I have to be willing to do not what I think I need to do at any point. I always have to go outside the thing that is going to be the layup for me. So, for example, I didn't want to make fucking reels. I didn't want to do that. I was making five-minute videos once a day, and they were killing it until they weren't. And I realized that I didn't have this diverse portfolio of offerings. If somebody didn't want to give me seven minutes, I got zero minutes from them. So I started making the reels. The biggest boom for my account was when I first started making reels, the thing I didn't want to do. I didn't want to put it in one minute because it pissed me off because I didn't think I could get the point across. In that time, the first 90 days that I started making reels, my account grew 15, 20,000 people in just that short time frame. Then once the reels started getting popular with everybody, I realized, well, I haven't done many five minute videos. I got to do those. Then the live streams, how do I make the live streams more valuable? I, I drop eight G's on this whole setup. Now I'm doing the live stream higher quality, the reels a minute and 30 seconds and the five minute videos. And I'm going on another podcast and I'm trying to get news hits. There's always like a new mix. It's right. merch while it works. And then it's merch if merch doesn't work i gotta pivot and move over here jump on other people's lives it's like if you're stuck at a thing you got to figure out a way to create a new offering and be willing to have it flop and then and then just keep trying different things like do you guys have a tiktok for example i, won't I was get. banned three times i just four times i four times i was banned on tiktok and i just started one not even for my podcast but for the cigar company i just yeah. launched which hasn't been banned yet you yep. know, and that's that's a whole other animal is trying to market tobacco on social media because, you know, it's, it's it's really, really bad. You know, oh, by the way, did you get the cigars that I sent you? Did you get them? Y yes, I was you actually did. just going to tell you. That's right. You posted about getting them. That's Dude, right. I, saw that. I, I only like short, small, sweet cigars. And when oh, I got really? when I got those from you, I was like, oh, God, like every big cigar I've ever smoked, I've never liked. So I'm like, gotcha. oh, it tastes too dark, whatever. Dude, those four cigars were the best big cigars I've ever oh, had. Oh, you smoked them? I smoked all four of them in oh, like wow. probably, in probably like a week and a half. They were the best four cigars that I would have never even thought about smoking ever and oh, tasted wow. good all the way through. They're fantastic. So anybody thinking about buying them, buy them because they're great. I really enjoyed them a lot. And I'm going to get my man a promo code. Hey, if you, if Bobby, you want your own promo code, I'll set you up as an affiliate if you'd like. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm giving them out like I want to be the Mike Lindell of, uh, of cigars. That's what's <laughs> up. I know. I like I, I, I I truly enjoyed them quite a bit. And like I said, I got to get some more of them because they were awesome. I, it, in fact, it inspired me to want to buy a humidor. I never, oh. I was like, I want to buy a fucking humidor. That's, That's such so a funny. Someone last such week a said cool man thing that, <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> well, I don't smoke, I don't smoke weed anymore. I used to smoke a shitload of weed. I smoked two to three blunts a day every day oh, for probably oh, 15 shit. years. 
Yeah. And then I stopped two years ago. And as soon as I stopped, my mind elevated to a new dimension. And that's why I'm all my shit's hitting because I stopped smoking weed. But I still have that. I still have that. Um, it's not a smoking fetish, but I still have that like enjoyment from a relaxing whatever the tobacco, yeah. I guess. So it is nice. Every once that's in a while. That's what it is for me. I'm, I'm a daily cigar smoker. I, I had my first cigar at 18. I'm 43 and I, I become a started collecting cigars in my early 30s i mean like collecting finding prior pre-embargo shit i built a six by six walk-in humidor in my oh, house nice. that's awesome. like completely out of my mind yeah i'm gonna turn my basement into a cigar lounge and put this big you know air air purifying system in yeah fuck it why not what 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 sweetheart you want what do you want to do with the basement no nah, fuck that we're making it a cigar lounge <laughs> <laughs> i love that that's great no they're really good i, I will say awesome. I, I enjoyed it i enjoy them a lot really I wouldn't well, even, and I wouldn't say that. I, no, I'd be it's like, great to hear. I, I'm like, looking I, for someone to say, yeah, that's just not my thing. Like, I want the c- constructive criticism. I worked hard on on putting them together, but everyone, everyone's been liking them so far. I, I have them out to some pretty high level cigar reviewers out on social media, and I'm waiting for feedback from uh, them, which should be coming any day. Which is, uh, you know, kind of like uh, I, I hope they like them. I hope they like them. But then if there's something that they they think I could be done better, then I want to know. You know. Well, you know, uh, they tasted the the interesting thing is like, I feel like I've probably only ever bought mass produced cigars and never even really thought much about it. They kind of seemed to me almost like they seemed to me like fresher, like not like they were rolled out on like an assembly line in a a warehouse and then shipped around and old. They tasted like they were freshly made and, and rolled like I had one. I had one fresh rolled at like a wedding one time and it tasted like that. It tasted like hand rolled and recently made. So it was, it was good. Good. Awesome. Awesome. We'll go to mypatriotcigars.com, code WPRUSA for 15% off. There we go. Uh, these these cigars are, are fucking badass. I'm bringing a couple with me to the Bahamas uh, in a couple of weeks. I'm excited. Uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. We're so, playing some golf, smoke some cigars. So I can't bring weed with blow me. Blow guys. You know, the use. Yeah, I'm going to blow tons of yeah. guys. Yeah, I know. I'm going to blow tons and tons of guys. The... <laughs> 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 I your your governor uh Bobby is uh actually he might even be here already is traveling to visit my governor tomorrow at a well no I'm sorry my my hopefully future, the, the future governor hopefully tomorrow at a pop-up rally apparently um for Lee Zeldin so we got I big dick that. Ron is coming to New York <laughs> and I was so I, I James I was talking to you off air about this I'll, I'll bring this up now I'm more I was um what's today Friday yesterday when I was doing my hit what's that it's freedom Friday it's it's freedom Friday Um, my days are all screwed up so yesterday Thursday I do my Thursday hit on a Roger Stone show we got into talking about uh Trump and DeSantis and are these big political powerhouses gonna collide come 2024 now it's a long way away but there's there's kind of some red flags, and I'm a big I'm a big Ron DeSantis fan. I'm a big Donald Trump fan. I like them because of you know what they're about, not just who they are, not not because that's Ron no. DeSantis and because that's Donald Trump. Because I'm that person that'll say don't worship false prophets and heroes and one person, and yep. you know voting is not a fucking Valentine. You're not sending a Valentine to a fucking politician. Either. You know, correct, right. <clears throat> So actions speak very loudly. They both right. of their actions uh, have been exactly what we need. So so continue. so what what what, what not not that I'm going to call it a problem, but it could potentially become one. Donald Trump, I think, is having a rally for Marco Rubio, possibly on, I don't know, maybe the beginning of November or sometime soon. 
And the same day, Ron DeSantis is having some sort of rally, I think, at the Sun City Center or wherever that is. Like, they're having opposing rallies on the same day. That's kind of odd. At the debate, he was asked three times by that piece of garbage that's running against him, the governor, <laughs> if he was going to uh, stay – if he was going to stay – governor or if he was going to attempt to run for president and he wouldn't answer he deflected three times which i didn't like and at the one point i didn't even like the look on his face i was a little disappointed with big ron uh, about that well, you know why i did that right why because the debate rules were that you can't ask sure. the other person a question so he okay. he was like i'm not gonna answer the question like i'm not gonna ask, ask you a question and at the same time too i think that uh, i think that but not to cut you off but i no. think that a politician you know and i i kind of noticed this as i watched dr oz it's like if you're a, if you're a politician, you you have to do so many things right, and you have a person that's telling you these are the things to not engage with because yeah. there's a soundbite that's associated with it. So I would wouldn't have I would have imagined that whether or not it is a big issue or not, his person was like, don't respond to anything and don't talk about this. Yeah. Whether or not whether or not it's going to happen, we don't want anything that exists of that happening because right. in a week nobody will even remember the debate itself, they'll only have the clips. So, he's, he's, you know, he's traveling to New York to, to obviously campaign for Lee Zeldin, which, all right, I mean, governors are endorsing each other here and there, you know, Carrie Lake is endorsed, just uh, endorsed Doug Mastriano in Pennsylvania, the whole thing. They're all backing each other up. Great. Cause they all have big followings yep. and we have to save the country. Oh. Right. So I, I'm my question to a lot of people is is and should Ron DeSantis in 2024 bend the knee to Donald Trump if Donald Trump decides 100 days after the midterms he's going to announce he's running for president in 2024. So I, there's like so many scenarios going through my head because one this is Ron DeSantis's last term as governor. They're term limited there, correct? Right? I believe yeah. This uh. is I don't I don't know, but probably I think so. I think this is his last go around. So I would believe that. Yeah. So then if if he I don't think I don't like the fact that if when he wins reelection that in two years, he's going to decide, hey, I'm going to run for president and, and, and kind of abandon Florida and leave Florida, in my opinion, very vulnerable. That's one thing. And also. Listen, he didn't win by a landslide when he ran for governor. He only won by like, what is it, 30 or 34,000 votes. And then one it's of the big reasons is because Donald Trump came and pulled him over the finish line and endorsed him and, and rallied for him and everything else. So there is that kind of like that loyalty that should be there. Hey, if he wants to run, maybe take a, a step back. But now take the MAGA movement, which is includes Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, all these America First candidates and other and other figures. That if they run against each other, that there's a chance that this splits horribly the MAGA movement, and that makes way for a subpar Republican or rhino to rise to the occasion, and because that vote is split and win, they're actually, you know who I'm thinking of because there's rumblings out of Utah I'm hearing from little birdies. Mitt Romney? That Mittens Romney might be looking and they're a democratic strategist that are kind of thinking this way too, that are saying, well, if these two powerhouses run against each other, they will divide the America first and the MAGA movement, no matter what, 
You're not gonna get it. You're not gonna get everybody together to lean to one side. It's just impossible oh, yeah. mathematically. No, it's, not. it's not gonna happen. It's all it's you can already see people taking sides. Yep, I, I see it now. I see it now. Just on social media, I see it. Yep. And you know, it, it's it's gonna be troublesome. It, it could be anybody. It could be it could be Mitt Romney. It could be Ted Cruz. Uh, Chris Christie. I doubt uh, Chris Christie. I don't think could, could uh, no, win a primary some, against some, a Someone man. was talking about it. Uh, one of Ron DeSantis's good friends. Uh, was talking about it on the news recently. Um, and uh, they were saying that Chris Christie's probably going to run. I'm sure he's going to. I mean, anybody can run. You'll, ha- you'll have you'll have 20 Republicans run, okay, yeah. just like they did, all right? You're probably going to have a, a Jeb Bush run again, <laughs> that r- ridiculous human being that he is. Believe but, like, did. people really have to pay attention to what might – it's a long way off, but – we're going to hear about it soon enough because people are going to start announcing after the midterms, a hundred days after the midterms is going to happen relatively quick. And then we're going to start seeing who's putting their hat in the ring and who's maybe saying, all right, I'm not running. Donald Trump is going to run again. I'm not saying, Hey, everybody should not run for president because the big bad orange man is going to run. No, people are going to run for president. That's politics. It's the seediest business in the world, but People just have to. Too important right now. I think Florida is too important. Yes, I agree because that who's going to follow up to be the next governor after Ron DeSantis in Florida, who's a strong Republican and who can lead like he did for most of his term as governor. I don't know, Bobby. You're in Florida. What's like? What's the what's the attitude right now in Florida? Well, uh, my the short answer. The short answer is I try not to get too far ahead of myself because a million things can change. Um, But I would say to me, I I wouldn't be surprised if like you saw Marco Rubio run for the governor of Florida because he's been a senator here for a minute and he's real. He's running for reelection right now. He's clearly able to do that job. I I think that his run at run at the presidency was was wholly unaccessible unsuccessful but he he kind of proved that he was willing to try it so to me going from a senator in florida to the governor of florida seems like a more reasonable jump because i don't think he'd be able to ever beat desantis or donnie ever in a a general in the general so it's like i would think that a logical candidate for governor of florida would be marco ruba and i don't really love marco rubia don't get me wrong like during debates he was kind of you know clown shoes but i could see that making sense i mean I don't like Rick Scott and Rick Scott still serves in the state of Florida. Rick Scott has is worth like $250 million or something like that. And he has wow. a and he has a salary of like 180K or something. And it's like this dude has a long uh, like like checkered past of big yep. pharma bullshit. And like I don't like Rick Scott at all, but Rick Scott was the governor of Florida. And like, you know who else was the governor of Florida? Freaking Charlie Crist. Yes. So I just I just looked up online. So a governor in Florida can only serve eight years out of a 12 year term. So technically DeSantis could go away for four years and then come back if he right. If okay. He but anyways, I would say I would say Marco Rubio, but I think it, at this point it's too early. It's too early to tell. And so Anthony much, Sabatini. I think he's awesome, but he lost his he lost his local his no, uh, I know, his local Corey, Corey Mills was a billionaire a millionaire and you know he spent a lot of money on his race. I I I love Anthony Sabatini. I think he's the no bullshit type of cat that we need. And you know, however, um I don't think that 
I don't think that it's easy to predict these things this far in advance because there's no. so many so many variables. It's like, would anybody have ever thought Dr. Oz would have pulled off, you know, Pennsylvania? Would anybody have ever thought that? Look at his opponent. It's ridiculous. Right. So hi, good night, everybody. Yeah. Hi. Good night. So I, so that's the thing is like I just try to I try not to waste too much mental mental energy thinking about it because I think that at the end of the day. You know, when you when you look at a person like Donnie and you look at a person like DeSantis and you believe them to be altruistic in the sense that they'll do what's right for the country. Right. You're you're, you're trying to you're saying these are the best qualified people to represent all of our Reactions, beliefs. Yes. We have to we have to believe that if there would be to be a person that was in this situation where they were to acknowledge that if we do this, it's going to split everything. We have to believe that between the two of them, they'd be able to come up with the solution. That's what a statesman would do. And I mean, yeah. look, look at, look at like, um, you know, look at like Bernie Sanders, like Bernie Sanders probably would have won the nomination if he didn't get robbed by the DNC for Hillary the first time. Well, and he honestly, yeah, and he probably, he probably would have, and he probably would have won it again if, yep. if, if they didn't, if they didn't artificially prop up weekend at Bernie's Joe. So <laughs> It's like I think that would have been more believable. Tell me, it would have been more believable if Bernie Sanders won the 2020 election than than Donald Trump, than Joey Bag of Donuts. I say it all the time. 100%. Like if, if they put yeah. old Bernie up there, like I'd be like, all right, you know what? The guy brought some pretty big crowds. It's sad to say that the indoctrination got that far that we have this many people that think socialism will work. Like <laughs> right. we got a lot of work to do. We got our work cut out. But it would have been believable. Like 80 oh, yeah. million votes does not sound real when it's Joey Bag of Donuts. Like right. yeah, how many how many Biden anything how many biden piece of merchant pieces of merchandise okay. did you Look, see out i saw people that were like bernie bro yeah all the time bernie shirts bernie hats Everywhere. Bernie freaking yeah. Car yeah. but i, I think they're stupid because bernie bends the knee after it's been rigged time in and time out against him and he still just backs the candidate that rigs it against him like how do you do that it just shows that hey i'm just here yes. to steal your money i'm here to take all of your money <laughs> and i'm gonna i'm gonna get a new house a nice r8 i'm gonna be chilling um while you guys support me and i've never had a real job in my entire life i'm a complete hippie bum and uh here we go um, but that's, that's reality it's the perfect. I mean, it's like when you look at all these like leftist politicians and all these occurrences, you realize how such a perfect analogy it is for the people that ultimately end up supporting them. Right. It's like this person is like like an like an incapacitated NPC drone just regurgitating this, like the talking, not even talking phrases, just the words. And people are like, vote for Fetterman. It's like, this guy is such yeah. a perfect analogy of just being completely in space and willing to say anything. And, and the same thing goes for, for Joe. It's like, and, and the same thing goes for Bernie. It's like, you get, you get, you get blasted in your dirt star multiple times by your own party. And then you're like, go out and support Joe. It's like, wouldn't you be like, fuck you guys? <laughs> like, wouldn't you, you imagine, do that? You imagine John Fetterman having a vote to send Dude. sons and daughters of this nation to go fight and die. Yeah. You imagine John Fetterman, uh, who's who's a, just a more of a overcooked baked potato than Brian Stelter. He lives with his parents. He's like 48 lives with his parents and yeah. his parents pay for everything like never never did anything or accomplished anything in his life yeah. and now he's gonna be a, he wants to be a senator of the united states with a growth that looks like a alien growing <laughs> out of his fucking that's neck. his political strategist it comes with him yeah. everywhere he goes it, it's in his neck
riskiest ra- this year. It's like Voldemort. I would rather to be. I'll be honest with you. I would rather them put up Humpty Dumpty than Fetterman because this guy is a, Brian Stelter is like thirty four years old. This guy is like a young dude that hey, what like him or not, the guy at least can speak and is yeah. in, although extremely sloppy. The guy like managed to raise himself to a to a high position of fake journalism. Fetterman has <laughs> literally done nothing. The guy's a dirt the guy's a dirt merchant. So yeah. I would rather them run Humpty Dumpty than Fetterman. Fetterman and is so it it's like sense. disgusting that people are like, Yeah, this guy listen, listen, I I am no fan of Dr. Oz. I am no, not neither. neither am I. So, but but he's better than Fetterman one. Listen, it's about stacking you know, chips now in DC. And now yeah, Oz is the guy. But, but but yeah, but here here's 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 what I want to get at. This guy's America's fucking doctor. Like loved by everybody, was in your living room for decades. Like yep, he was never in my fucking loved, living room. <laughs> but 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 we're not we're not the traditional mainstream consumers. Yeah. We're not you know the, the people that that are consuming this stuff are the NPCs that are just regurgitating what they hear on the news and reading the newspaper. Um, but he's America's doctor. He was loved by all. Doesn't matter what party you were affiliated with. You loved Dr. Oz and you watched his show and took, took his information to heart. You believed what he had to say, whether it was real or not. And now all of a sudden you're putting this guy who looks like Lurch or a Koopa Troopa, <laughs> a Koopa Troopa out in front of him who can't even speak, can't even make sentences. He he has a computer speaking for him basically. Yep. And, and and you're telling me he has a an, any chance whatsoever against America's doctor. It makes no sense. And if what? it's even close, if it's even close, it just goes to show how hard they tried to rig this election. Because I can't see a, a large amount of Americans in Pennsylvania voting for him. I don't know. I can't. I can't. I'm, I'm a little concerned. There's, a, there's some idiots that will just vote no matter – he's got a D next to his name 100%. But it's a little different when it's Dr. Oz. It's a little different when it's America's doctor. Like, again, I don't like Dr. Oz, but there are so many people that have loved him. Now, all of a sudden, you're just going to say, I don't like him anymore because he's got an R next to his name. It's going to be a major crossroads for a lot of people. A lot of people that we would traditionally think would vote D, that has a D right next to their name, with everything that's going on with the economy, especially in Pennsylvania with the oil and everything that's going on over there. It's going to be very difficult for people to say, hey, you know what? I've loved Dr. Oz forever, and they're saying all this stuff about him. I don't really buy it. I don't really believe it. I'm voting for Dr. Oz. Fetterman looks like an idiot. Like, I can't can't buy it. We can can only hope that all of these people in Pennsylvania that are early voting are doing the right thing and voting for Dr. Oz and Doug Mastriano because the problem is, and, and it's very odd, as of last week, over half a million people already voted in Pennsylvania where they were already saying it may take them a few days to count the votes. Like, yep. I yep. am not I, I am not a fan of early voting. It is not an election season. It is election day. Correct. And I get – and I'm getting pushback from a lot of Republicans. I went and I voted. Why? It's it, You want to make sure you're at the polls on election day and voting, all right? You don't want to be voting by mail. Listen, I, I've been looking at Florida – Florida, as of today, they have 895,990 Republicans that voted by mail or in-person early voting and 865,400 Democrats who voted by mail or in-person early voting. Right now, Republicans, that's of this morning, 
Republicans are leading by uh, like 30,590 more votes than Democrats by registration. Now, who? Now not maybe some of those Democrats voted for Ron DeSantis. Who, who knows? Maybe. But it's I do not like the early voting, and I 100 percent are completely against the voting by mail. I mean, this is this is what's going to destroy our elections. We need voter ID one day voting and uh, uh, immediately. Does That's Florida have voter ID? Yes. It does. Uh, New York doesn't. I could be my neighbor and all I have to do is give my name, my address, and sign uh, a signature that they're not matching to anything and I can vote as whoever. I don't have I've, to show ID. I voted in a local election. Like I voted uh, a couple months ago for, you know, like my local representative here. I think it was like the state reps and stuff. And I had to show an ID to. <clears throat> to do that it's it's preposterous to me that any person can vote without an id i it it to me it's one of the great it's one of the great lessons of how of how gone we are that people because this is the big problem that i think is is what's really the big the big issue it's not the fact that people are evil doers and they're doing evil shit it's that all these people are like are buying it Everybody is out there believing it that it's racist to require an ID. It's like how disrespectful that is to a racist, to a, most racist thing I've ever heard. Like, yeah, it's like aren't smart enough to get their IDs. Yeah, it's, it's like as of as of now, imagine. thirty-five states have it. Thirty-five states have laws requesting or requiring voters to have some sort of uh, of ID. Uh, I remember when it was like. Alert. And I, and I think some of those were only re, uh, recent because I remember when it was like only like 11 or 12 states had voter ID. With Donald Trump did a, re, a recent interview about that. He's like, if 2020 didn't happen, we wouldn't have all of these states that are implementing voter ID. And unfortunately, we had to go through what we're going through for that to happen. But um, we need more states to follow through and we need national voter ID. But what were you saying, Bobby? The, the, if when you think about you know, this, the, they say there was no fraud, whatever. And let's just say that there wasn't, if there was, let's just say that if there could be, it's like, if you have 25 days of in-person early voting or 20 days or whatever, and you don't have to show an ID, a single individual person could vote at 35 places a day, every day for 30 days. There's no, no reason you couldn't. And it's like, if you walked in there with a, with a mustache and a hat or whatever, it's like, you could easily get away with it. And not only that, you could come in from another state. You know how many states are close to a border? You could go vote in immigrants that are being bust all you over. You just the need a name right. where where you where I vote. You just need to give your name and your address. I don't even think you have to give your date of birth. That's yeah. it. And then you have to just sign. You just yeah, well, scribble a signature that they well, don't compare to anything. Yeah, one, and two, three, it. Water Street. You honor know. system. Honor system. Right. Yeah. Everybody's honest. Yeah, I, you guys th that's the thing is like is is that th this is just this is just one illustration of a far greater problem which is that people are willing to buy the bullshit that's sold to them on on the television box and like the, the i made this video today that i thought was fantastic and we'll see what happens over the next 24 hours but you know joe made a video today about how they're coming out with this they're getting rid of these junk fees did you guys see what he came out with today about the junk fees? Yeah, well, no. Well, it's about it's about like overdraft fees and concert tickets. Oh, they yeah. basically said that like hidden fees, junk fees, like the, the federal government's going to come in and save you from these overdraft fees. And I'm like, yo, 
it's like, do you guys not understand what overdraft fees are? Do you guys understand how the bank works? And of course you don't. 99.99% of people don't know how a retail bank environment works. I was a bank teller for two years. I know how it works. So I made this video today and I'm like, this is such a perfect example of how full of shit these people are. Is that people are like, yeah, overdraft fees are, fuck the banks. And and people, there's a person that was following me that watched the video and was like, I don't give a shit about the banks, build the banks. I'm like, do you not understand how how the economy works? If you if you ding the bank, the bank just doesn't eat the fee. You pay the fee. No business is just going to swallow it for no reason. They're going to to give it to you. So any any regulation that the government creates, any well-intentioned program they create ends up hurting the people they pretend that they're trying to defend. And then meanwhile they get this press hit that says, "We're taking away overdraft fees." It's like people are so, yeah. people are so willing to buy hook line and sinker whatever these people say, and yeah. that's why everything sucks cuz people are just here to consume I, it. And I, airline fees are racist now if you want more legroom. Yeah, right, exactly. Absolutely. Well, and I agree with, you know, fuck the federal banks. They're fucking private entities and they can get fucked. Um, yeah, but, but that doesn't no, do anything to them. No, no, I agree. You're 100% right. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> that doesn't do anything. I just don't like them. Uh, you know, yeah. they're what they're doing, it's, it's all by design to keep us in debt and uh, to keep us working for the system and, and paying them. Uh, that's what they want. But in the end of the day, it's the reality that we live in. We have to work with what we have and we can't just say, okay, fuck the, the federal banks and not play the game. Like it's a game. It's at the end of the day, it's a game that we have to play yes. just censorship, just like everything else. It's the life that we live in as much as I would love to say, fuck it all and, and live off the grid. Well, how the fuck are you going to afford to live off the grid? If you don't have a, a fuck ton of savings saved up, how are you going to get that, those savings? You got to work with the banks, well, fuck the banks. Well, so people are stupid when they want to, when they, when they want to say, Oh, well, I don't, I don't like the bank. Okay, cool. Well, you got to still play the game. I, I think that this is the thing, dude, is that, you know, a bank is like an easy target. And don't get me wrong. There's a lot of nefarious actions that occur in the banks. But for them well, to be like in, in general, but in it's like, think about but, but you got to think about like, you know, as much as we want to hate on the bank, you know, the vast majority of like retail bank banking people that are banking like your low level bank me until I was 30, you know, we're not of any value to them and they're and they're they're giving us you know they'll give you a credit card they'll help you establish credit it's like generally speaking the bank is like a very necessary and kind of like generally good service and it's not really they're not really all that out to get you and when you think about the when you think about the loans that they provide and all these things that they make possible it's not their fault that the game I'm is talking, set up this way they're just I'm providing the service the federal, the federal reserve that was created in 1913 that island i'm talking different I'm, than I'm, no that's what i'm talking about that yeah. but that's that's the banks that's the end of the day that's the bank and i and I, 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 I they print all of our fucking money <laughs> Let's well, be real. the Let's federal reserve off. the federal reserve is well I, it's that's, a private entity and that's kind of like saying 1913 along with the irs and same with income tax which is supposed to be a wartime tax yes. it was supposed to be for the for the upper class and it was only supposed to be temporary it was only supposed to be for the rich and now we're getting in in some places taxed at a 48 percent clip so uh that that is what i hate that's what i hate because at the end of the day we had all of the nice things that we have today without the income tax we have plenty of other places where they collect money from us yeah they don't need to tax our income uh, especially at the rate at the high rate like they said they made 
three like three or four trillion dollars last year in tax revenue and look at what they've done with it absolutely right. nothing fuck all so i'm sick and tired of that and that's the banks that i hate i agree with you with the regular banks like the local banks they're necessary but the j the the, the jp morgans and chases like they're up to nefarious things and they're they're there are some some evil evil people that run those banks and yes. the the average daily interaction with the bank. Yes, I agree. But uh, I just think that I just think that there's it's we're talking about a big tent and it's kind of like it's almost like saying that, you know, um, Frito-Lay is the same as a farmer. You know, they're both producing and outputting food. They're both selling food. There's bad farmers that do very bad things. There's your corporate farms that are getting the, you know, like the corn subsidies and all that stuff. And then like oh, there's yeah. your local mom and pop they're, they're spraying chemicals everywhere. It's disgusting. Right. The, right. The, the slaughterhouses that are doing things not, not properly. It's disgusting. Yes, I agree with you. So it's like a bank. So it's like. I think that when we say banks, it's like such an easy target, like all the banks. This is just an example of like of like the government being like the bank is bad all the time, no matter what. And we're here to save you. And it's like the, yeah. the real enemy always is big, bloated, overspending, unnecessarily bloated government and needless spending. Government involvement in government. All the other things that you're talking about. And that's the thing is like when when Joe Biden says we're going to take away your overdraft fees. That's a bill to every taxpayer to enforce them taking away the fees, you know, because if they just right. say it, well, they're just going to go do it. So it's like it's a it's a back ended tax of more government blow, more government yes. spending. The government should not be involved in anything like our schools, yeah. uh, like nothing. Right. It's, it's it's terrible what what they do and how they destroy industry. And state like, taxes on certain things. Oh, you know, it's, the same, it's the same argument. It's the same argument with you know uh, uh, Medicare. Uh, you know the med the, the medical uh, insurance situation. Yep. We don't, the federal government should not be in, involved in our our medical industry, not whatsoever. It should mm -hmm. not be socialized medicine. It should stay private because it, it, it's only going to cause issues. Who's going to want to be a doctor? There's going to be no innovation. There's going to be no growth. We're one of the the fastest growing countries in innovation. Um, I not recently, but. Uh, we used to be, <laughs> we used to be until China virus. Well, health savings, like health savings accounts and charter schools are like a perfect example. It's like the education system would be solved if more money could be spent on charter schools and private schools. The education would be better. The, the teachers would be higher paying. They would only be teaching things that, you know, you'd be able to choose whether or not you kept your kid there. The world would be a better place. Free, free market dynamics. Same would go with, with, with healthcare. It's like if you did, if you did health savings accounts, for example, and not socialized medicine and not all this red tape and not all this fda regulation and all this bullshit like we it wouldn't be as expensive and same neither would banking it's like if the if if the federal government doesn't say to the banks you can't charge overdraft fees or whatever banking would be better it would be cheaper there would be more everything for everybody to go to around that costs somewhere else exactly and what's going to happen is those people that have 137 dollars in their account and are waiting to cash their check on friday you know where they're going to be in line at am scott which is where they're at right now last friday last friday i went over to the i went over to the walmart to grab something it was the only store that was open and there's am scott with a line of people out the out the out to Amscott on a Friday night at six o'clock. And I'm like, or at eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. And I'm like, 
these people are here cashing a $200 paycheck and paying $14 to cash this check yeah. when if they and when if when they could easily go to a local bank or deposit at the ATM and have $100 cash available to them right away but they're underbanked because of all these bullshit fees and this example this junk fees bullshit bill is just going to make those people even less banked as a result they're going to have to close branches because of this reason because it won't be there won't be any more money in it and it, it's just like People don't understand that the government is not your daddy and they're just buying every bullshit line they say and sell you. And it's, it's sad. Bobby, I hope Bobby, everything what's, changes. What's Scott? I'm sorry. What, what, what's, what's Scott? Check, check cashing. It's a check it's cashing. It's like a chain check cashing place. It's a, or? Yeah. It's a chain check okay. cashing place. Yeah. And dude, fucking, they charge. I, I made a video about this a couple, uh, probably like a month or two ago. And the amount of money that they charge in interest is that like you cash it like it's like a payday loan and check cashing you'll pay like a hundred and nineteen dollar apr to cash a check like you'll you'll cash a check and you get basically like a two-week short-term loan and from a hundred dollar check it's like or from a two hundred dollar check it's like you know it's like eight dollars or something but it's like a hundred percent apr if you were to spread it out over the year and people are doing this 50 50 times a year yeah so it's like these and these are the financially unaware people that if they prepared and moved their money around a little bit or were a little bit better better educated about how to manage money they would never use a service like that right and and it's like that lack of financial education costs everybody so much more over time that yeah, it's it like back to government involvement in education right exactly right back to that because because we're not taught anything about finances we're not taught about any like we're not taught about our rights civics uh-huh. was taken out of school there we don't we get we have to find the pythagorean and theorem find x and <laughs> all this fucking bullshit uh pemdas i don't even remember any of that and have no use for it like there's people that may want to do that and that's where you go to higher learning or other alternative education programs to go and do those things like maybe some small things to dip our toe into it to find out if we're interested in it but it, we didn't learn anything important in school, and that yep. goes back to government involvement. Yep, that's it, it's sad exactly what we're talking about. You, but that's that's the thing that's so cool about it all is that you know, it's like if you if you were to be a, if you were to be a person in a leadership role that was able to build up trust in the in the people over a long period of time, you know. The, the the political landscape is going to look different 15 years from now, even than it does today. Right. And the, the way that people got into it back then is so much is going to be so much different and already is. So it's like it's very feasible and plausible to think that people like us, if we were to have the right ideas, could be elected in a situation such as this. And it's like I look at the world and I'm like, what if I was the president one day? What if, what if I was the governor of Florida? Maybe I could do that. So it's like, could could these things be switched? How would I do it? And it's like, I I am under the belief that these are feasible and reasonable conclusions to draw. If there were to be a path to to great uh, thought leadership, this is I think what it would look like. So I think we just have to keep reiterating these ideas and say, how do we make this happen? How do we facilitate this? First, change people's mind. Well, let me ask you this, Bobby, because me and Alan were asked last week by Huey Media. Um, would you run for office? I'm sure you've been asked actually already. I'm sure people yeah. have already presented it to you. Would oh, yeah. you yeah, fuck yeah, man, for sure. And I, because because it's like <laughs> it's like, dude, I 
I think you guys probably, I would assume that you guys kind of believe the same thing, which is like, I'm always going to be good. Like I'll always be able to make money. There's no question that generating money will be, it's like, once you know how to do it, you know how to do it. And I may not, I may not have a, a, a 50, a 500 foot yacht. Maybe I will, but it's like, I'll always be good. But to me, it's like, I think the older that I get, the more that I realize that like societal impact is of great, is of great, uh, is a is a is a target i never used to think that i used to be like i'm gonna run a big company and i'm gonna have all this shit and i'm gonna be mark cuban or whatever and now i'm kind of like isn't george washington so much more fucking badass than <laughs> mark cuban right yes. or, or something yeah. like that yes. so it's like i i do believe that that is the great challenge of life and i think that if i was to be on my deathbed i think i'd be way more proud of that than a yacht so i do think that i would do that and i certainly am going to pursue all the ventures in life believing that that could be a possibility because it's like if if everybody else does it and you're like well this sucks about that here's how i do it differently over a period of time i think eventually if you would believe that that was the case then you would get there let's be real bobby and you have the resources you have the resources you have the the platform already Mm -hmm. um Obviously, you can't run for 2022 midterms. But- <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, I'm, I'm 35. I'm 35. I, I think it would be if I was to do anything, it would be I would wait until I was in my mid 40s anyhow. But the other thing, too, is that oh, you, you would you would wait. Yeah, I don't think I don't know that I have the I don't know that I have the diplomacy skills and temperament necessary to manage that. Now it's a slow grind. And it's like. I think that the other thing too is that, you know, changing the, having the, giving back to the ecosystem is measured by impact. And it's like, if I could be a thought leader, if I could be a person that could influence other people to help get the right people in, could that be my, my need at this, for this length of time? So I'm under the belief that what, what makes sense will make sense when it comes. And I'm following the necessary paths that I believe would ultimately get me close to or nearby that thing. So it's like, well, if you have influence there, then am I not already involved? It's like, you know, you look at somebody like a Tucker Carlson, think about how Tucker Carlson changes the landscape. It's like, does he even need to be the president? He can change the way that people think about things. So I don't, I'm not, I'm not crazy enough to know. I'm not crazy enough to think that I, know where i'll fit in the grand scheme but i just know that i want to go in this direction because i think it serves the most good for people yeah that's it's a good outlook it makes sense i Uh, i I think i think people could do there are people in certain positions that can do more good and have a bigger influence on society than having an elected you know a a title yeah Uh, unless it's that's something you you want to get into like I don't know if I, I thought about it, I you know, but I, I don't think I would do it. I'd rather influence people other ways, and I think I would rather work on the background of people who are running, behind the right people, maybe who, sure. are, who are running for office. I think I would be a better asset that way than being the, uh, the, the, the person actually running. I don't think I would make a good candidate, but I think in the background I could do, I could, I could do some damage, but you know, yeah. everybody has their, has their part. And I think what we're all doing in this, um, you know, I never would have thought I, I started a podcast sure. two years ago. It was going to, it was going to be a hobby. Now it's like a fucking full-time job. I shared a meme the other day, like, you know, I was like, hey, I gave up all my friends and now I'm just friends with all of these, uh, 
all, all of all of these internet people that, that that I've never met before in my life because it's like every day now I'm I'm dealing with somebody else in media whether it's James or or just so many people that I've met doing this and 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 then when you start now that it, now I'm doing like every day the the people that are reaching out and saying hey you know I never thought of it that way or whatever the topic might be whatever it might be just mm-hmm. my attitude is. Not that I want to change anybody's mind. I want to more uh, in, influence people and encourage people to think for themselves, do their own research, you know, believe nothing what they hear. For, screw this, screw mainstream media. It's all about decentralized media and come up with your own opinions based off the facts. I'm not. You're not manipulated by money. You're not a news actor. James isn't a news act. act. I don't call them anchors. They're actors. And we're just, we're here as regular Americans just talking about what we see out there, giving it the straight dope, no bullshit, spitting truth, whatever you want to call gang it, getting thrown off platforms for it. We had gangbanging on the government, whatever, a <laughs> mixture of everything. Here's my perspective. And and I I like, I, I really enjoy doing this. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not making any money doing this. You know, I have, I, I'm involved in other businesses. I'm self-employed, but I, I, finance all of this and you know my equipment the same thing wanting to just go out there and and reach people and say hey wake up this is we have a country to save you know and there are there are so many different ways everyone can get involved and do it what are we like 10 days from the midterms now something like that i was just gonna say we're very close to the midterms and bobby i wanted to get your take on on what's coming and you got chuck schumer on the hot mic recently saying how the pennsylvania debate didn't really hurt us that much i think we'll be okay um (laughs) but what do you think is going to happen in the midterms because me and alan kind of kind of just i think a big red wave is coming i think people are gonna overwhelm the rigging and people have even the moderate liberals and the I don't like mean tweets people because of the current events and the inflation and the gas prices and the cost of goods have now decided they're not just going to vote Republican. They're voting America first. And we saw that with Kerry Lake and with Liz Cheney's election in the primaries where Republicans don't normally show out for, for primaries. And now you have the polls that are saying some Republicans in major liberal States are neck and neck. So where do you see, what do you see happening on November 8th uh, in literally like a week and a half? Well, it's hard to say, uh, you know, the largest voting block is people over the age of 50. You know, the vast majority of people that vote are, are, are that age. And they're not usually voicing their opinions online as much. It's um, a very good point. So this is the thing. I, I Again, it's like I try not to spend too much mental energy on things that I can't be sure of or can't control. But what I would like, what I, if I had to guess... I would say that it would be mind blowing to me that Carrie Lake wouldn't win Arizona, which I think would be a huge thing. Um, I certainly hope that I certainly hope that Blake Masters does well in Arizona as well, yeah. and I think that he's a strong contender. So I think you could see an Arizona flip, um, especially considering that a lot of people moved to Arizona fleeing California. So I think that that is highly highly possible. Um, I feel really good about Tudor Dixon in Michigan. I think that yeah. I think that Gretchen Whitmer sucks a fat one, and and what she did to the people in that state is so reprehensible that it is absolutely mind-blowing to me that anybody would consider voting for her again so i think i I certainly hope that tudor dixon takes takes michigan which i think would be also massive 
as much as they want to prop up uh, Fetter, Fetter Beef, I think that he doesn't have a shot either. I hope that people are able to see through that. So, and I think that the people of, of Pennsylvania, whether they they think that every, everyone in Pennsylvania is like a blue collar idiot and can be persuaded by a guy in a hooded sweatshirt, but I don't think I, I think those people are actually quite smart. And the fact that you're a the fact that you're a blue collar worker says nothing about your intelligence and capacity for 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 identifying bullshit. So. I wouldn't be surprised if Dr. Oz takes that one. I think the I think the Herschel Walker uh, I think the Herschel Walker race is mired with so much personal controversy that I think that that might that might take him out of that, especially considering Warnock was already elected and they're they're big on that push. I think that um, I think that Stacey Abrams fucking loses because she oh, sucks and and I don't see how any person I don't see how any person could choose her. But but regardless of that, you know. Georgia was one of the first states to actually open up and Kemp actually did a really good job at keeping them free, which I think is what was certainly solidifies DeSantis's chances as well. And I think that, you know, being open and your businesses not being shut down is really compelling. So I think Kemp wins in Georgia. I think Tudor Dixon wins in Michigan. Carrie Lake wins in Arizona. I, I certainly hope and think Dr. Oz wins. I bet Herschel Walker would lose probably um, because I think that they have a lot of firepower to go after him from his personal life. Um, and obviously, I think DeSantis wins. I think that the Lee Zeldin one would be the would be like the great clincher. It would be like it would yeah. be like the Yankees sweep in the series. You know, I'm not like convinced, that. but I, I it would be it would. Suck. We had a red wave in our local elections. Our last election cycle, yeah. we had you know the Nassau County Executive went Republican, the DA went Republican, the town um, uh, the, the town supervisors went Republican. And uh, I think the DA in Suffolk County went uh, Republican on Long Island, so that that was that's hopeful, you know. And we have two congressmen that uh, looks like they're they're going to get elected. Um, that they, they're looking really good, George Santos and uh, Anthony D'Esposito. So, but uh, Lee Zeldin, if that's what we need, I, I, unfortunately we have to deal with the sickos in the five boroughs in Manhattan and the the real brainwashed. Um, exploited minorities that don't know any better who are getting forced to the polls. Uh, unfortunately, they always dictate who the exactly. governor is, but you know, maybe they see the light too and what's going on in the city in broad daylight on the, on the Upper West Side when you're walking down the street and get shot in the gut. Uh, I, I don't know. It's um, I think people, I really do. I think like what really opened my eyes is, you know, we played it on Tuesday, AOC, her town hall, and Pete, liberals were attacking her. Like they were yeah. not Trump supporters, you could tell they were liberals and they were attacking her about the Ukraine war and they were going after her. When Not I enough saw, of them, but no, I agree. I'm, I'm just, but, but, yeah. but, when you, but literally two years ago, you would never see her get attacked. She was the left's darling. I thought she was the second coming of Bernie Sanders as far as the support she was going to get in the socialist movement and, and slay queen slay. That's what I thought. <laughs> I really did. I really did. And when you see her get attacked in that, in that way at a town hall where nobody showed up, it was just like probably 50 people. It's not like she garnered a huge, a huge uh, amount of people. And granted, like Alan says, her district's a dump. It's a shithole. And, and the people she represents, uh, they, they don't give a fuck about anything. They're just going to vote whatever and I think side. the last election, only like 17,000 people voted, I believe. It was something yeah, so, like that. So, so, so regardless, regardless, though, the point still, still remains the same. When I see that, I was completely shocked i couldn't believe it and that kind of told me that was like you know what maybe 
the 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 crazy liberal regurgitating NBC NPCs that just hear the news and repeat it are dwindling to the point where it they have to use all their votes have to be illegal rigged votes all of them like maybe maybe a two percent of their votes are actually real because I don't see that many people showing I don't I don't see people yelling at her two years ago I don't see that happening the 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 direct result of the 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 things that are going on in this country, the inflation, the, the Ukraine situation, the Afghan situation, the shipping situation, everything that's going on, it's a perfect storm that yeah. even the most crazy extreme liberals are like, yo, I, this is affecting my pockets in a way that like, yo, why was Orange Man able to get gas at a dollar eighty-seven? Why was Orange Man to be able to get everybody jobs? Like they are there's they it's like I do not compute in their head. And they're hearing these people say this stuff and they're not buying it anymore. Yeah. And it's, 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 it gives me a lot of hope. It really does. And I really think that the only way that we can win is if we all get out and vote as much as we know it's rigged is we have to get out and overwhelm the rigging. And I think because of the the current events and the things that are going on, we have all the moderate liberals, all of the people that were, uh, I don't like mean tweets, Republicans, I'm voting Joe Biden just because we need a more, diplomatic president kind of person they're they're begging for mean tweets everybody wants the fucking mean tweets they're voting america first in the midterm back on twitter make mean tweets great again yeah they're 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 bringing back they're they're voting america first not just republican america first candidates is what they're voting for because they want our economy they want the jobs they want america first and then we'll worry about everybody else if we're if we're good here in america and we're sitting good and we're all flush in the pockets then we can start helping out other people but our country's in shambles and everybody realizes it yeah it's like and like we were saying before if there was a moment in time and a perfect storm of bad things that could potentially switch it to a way that it hasn't been this would be it and i think that there's like a there's like an old saying that's something along the lines of you know it's like when you're sitting there at the ballot box you know the the first thing the last thing that you think about before you pick is your wallet and it's like you're just like eh. it's like you well, know nobody's abortion, thinking about abortion at the- yeah. oh yeah no. so i think that they i don't think they have enough compelling things so i think that there's a lot of things that are in our favor forget the prediction but it's like it's like generally speaking a midterm while there's while there's one party in power typically sways the other way yes. you got you got the you got the juice the mysterious potion and people just dropping dead at 35 that's a problem you got the fact that you, you got the fact that we're in this hot war with a nuclear power you got a basically a dead guy running the country you got a you got a guy that can't talk running in Pennsylvania it's like to me they've gone way over off the deep end and it's like if there was ever a time it's up to the people now. And as far as the rigging stuff is concerned, it's like, I think that the way that it's rigged is not in the way that that a lot of people will frame it. I think that it's more rigged in the way that like people are rigging it the control of people's mind and ballot harvesting more so than they're like switching votes or whatever or throwing votes out. So it's like the the mind the poison of the mind is where the rigging is happening and it's through the media and whatnot and i think that what we are uh, doing is a great contribution to combating that i i disagree with the, the i agree with the rigging of the mind is definitely a big big thing that's happening without a doubt but you know you look at 
Lady Ruby, you look at the Arizona fake signatures, blank signatures, duplicate ballots. Yes. You look at, you, you look at the vertical spikes. You look at the stopping of the uh, the counts. You, you, there's so many things to show. And then and then you factor in all the illegal votes and you factor in Dominion. You factor in the fact that our, our votes were sent to a server for Dominion in Frankfurt, Germany. Like there's so many red flags. Like, yes, maybe like. But one or two. <laughs> but yeah, and I, dude, I don't disagree with you. Trust me. If there's anybody that sees that, it's me. But I'm just saying, like, on the other side of it, they are spending hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars on these races. And if yes. they could just, and if they could just do it in a back room, they wouldn't do that. They're not that. They're not that dumb. So that's number one. And number two, whether or not we agree with that, and, and I believe that. We have to think about, okay, people are listening to us. It's like, mm-hmm. if you believe that that's what it is, why vote at all? You won't vote. So if anyone's on the fence and they hear that and they're like, oh, it's going to go to Frankfurt, they're like, fuck it. I'm out. I'm just going to collect my coins well, and, and grab some and survival food. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, even though I don't disagree with you, it's like we have to yeah. be like, it works sort of, and you still got to go and participate. You got to vote. vote. Me and Alan talk about this all the time on the show. And we're all in agreement that you have to vote. I, I right. and we all, we all knowing it's rigged, knowing, knowing it's rigged, you have to go and vote. And here's the thing, but those we are the- overwhelmed the rigging in 2020. They, in my opinion, they pulled out all of the stops in 2020, they used every bit of ammunition they they could use with government in, go, governor intervention, overriding the legislators where the elections are supposed to be changed through. They did so many different things to rig the election in 2020, and they they pulled out all of the stops, and they still didn't rig it hard enough. The reason why I know this is because they stopped the count. That was a dead giveaway for so many people, a major red pill moment millions of people all over the country they were like this has never happened before this is very weird this doesn't happen and the next day we wake up and there's vertical spikes do you think that if they didn't if they rigged it hard enough do you think that they would ever stop the count no it was because the people we the people showed out so much more than they ever thought would and we overwhelmed the rigging. Now we have that same voter base. As long as everybody who voted in 2020 goes out and does what they did in 2020 and votes, plus all of the people that were on, uh, they, they're Republican and they just voted for Joe Biden because they wanted the diplomatic president, all the moderate liberals, all the people that are affecting their pockets. We have that voter base as well. So our voter base has grown tremendously, in my opinion. And they don't have all of the ways that they could rig it in the 2020 primary election that they have in the midterms in 2022. They don't have massive mail-in voting like they did in 2020. They don't have the ballot boxes like they did in 2020. It's going to be a lot, a lot harder for them to rig the election and use a lot of the pieces they had in 2020 in this 2022 midterm. So as long as we go out and vote and do what we're supposed to do, we're going to be able to overwhelm the rigging. Do you think that they didn't rig the primary? Mary Phyllis Cheney, an establishment rhino who's been her, her, her father is literally establishment royalty, the Cheney family. Mm-hmm. And you don't think they didn't try to rig it? We overwhelmed yeah. them. Yeah, but but OK, let let's say I let's say I agree with you. We have to. This is look, this is just my interpretation. And this is why I th- said what I said before about DeSantis not responding to what's his name's question, Charlie garbage monster about about the about the thing is that look this is a game 
of messaging and we are marketing. The right is dog shit at marketing. Yes. Dog shit, 100%. Yes. If we fucking say all the stuff that you just said, the same shit we've been saying for the last two years, we fucking lose. You're right. And I, I've let's say I believe with every single thing you say, yeah, fine. But that doesn't that doesn't achieve the marketing goal of what we need, which is, okay, we know all this stuff happened. What are we doing now though? And if we, if we, if we muddy up the marketing with this shit that everybody may believe or may not believe it's going to turn off those people that might be in the middle. It's going to encourage some people to not go. And it's, it, it's, it's counterproductive to the marketing message. So it's like, yeah, we already covered that. We've been covering that. That's, we all we agree with that, but they're using that and weaponizing that against us. It's a negative marketing. So it's like the left is good at marketing. Why, why are they so good at it? Because they bury the things that don't work. They rise the things. Things that work until they're no longer useful they spit them out they got a new message that's we true. fucking spin our wheels on the same bullshit and we get trapped and that's why republicans and the right and conservatives are get fucking clapped because they are always introducing a new marketing message a new slogan a new a new thing to jump on and this, emotional triggering thing yeah and this fucking thing today this thing today about these junk fees i'm like i never heard in my fucking life ever once <laughs> have i ever heard the term junk fees you oh. want to how much you want to fucking bet so, in the next year you hear that phrase 500 times junk yeah. fees and they did the same thing about don't say gay they're brilliant at marketing if we yes. go and say that the shit went to frankfurt and this got rigged and but you got to vote anyways it's l it's l move so even though i agree with you it's like let's just it i, 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 see, I know no, exactly what you're saying. hold on i so hold on so it's 100 right because i've seen people that they keep talking about we all know what happened in 2020 without without yeah. saying it we all fucking know every Correct. single person knows everyone mm -hmm. but then you have you have the people out there that are all right do I waste my time going if it's just going to happen again? I believe that happened in Georgia with the Warnock race. I believe that if I believe Georgia dropped the ball because Republicans stayed home because it was so intensely in their head that your vote does not count. Yes. Everyone votes count. It's about the marketing. It's about the messaging and the Democrats are very good at it. 100%. So yes. the bottom line is you keep all that shit in your back pocket. You never forget. You don't forgive it. You don't forget it. Yep. And we just come out like fucking bulldogs and we vote and we vote and we vote and we give people's people rides to vote and we get everybody out. And that person that tells you, well, I'm not going to vote because my vote is not going to count. You look at them in the face and said, well, then you just voted for the fucking evil Democrats. They're yep. going to take everything from you the first chance they fucking get. Uh -huh. and, th and that's my message to all of them. And then the, the people that say, well, voting is nonsense. You're a slave if you vote. To them, I say my key word, go fuck yourself because yeah. I'm here to save America. And, yeah, and that starts on November 8th. And then another the other messaging that needs to I need to hear more is, Okay, November 8th comes. We get this big red wave we're all hoping for and that we're going to make happen, right? It doesn't stop there, people. It doesn't stop there. It's only begun. Now our feet are planted on the necks of the people we just gave jobs to to represent us and uphold the Constitution and protect our rights and freedoms and represent us the way we want to be represented. And we force them and pressure them to serve us the way we want them to and need them to. It's just not getting me. We got past November 8th and that's it. What do we talk about next? Who's doing what? No, no, no. That's it. Now you stay in the game and you get involved and you stay involved. 
and then you see, and it's all about marketing, and the Democrats are great about it. Look at this whole Nancy Pelosi's husband got the shit rocked oh, out of him in, in the house. Can we you talk know? about this, yeah. Right now, and I just actually pulled up the uh, the article on Breitbart. Joe Biden went on a tirade and blames the GOP for the attack on Paul Pelosi, and he said he's going and saying, "Well, the guy said use the same chant as January sixth protesters," and and basically is saying that January sixth inspired. Paul Pelosi getting the shit knocked out of him. What I don't get, what I don't get, Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi is third in line to be the president. You're telling me some kook was able to just walk into his house and tie him up and nobody was there. No, no one's there to no secure, no secret. So nothing was she, was nothing, she even home. Nothing's going on. There's no protection, no security whatsoever. She's worth a couple hundred million dollars. A couple hundred million dollars. There's, there's no cameras. There's no nothing. But someone just waltzes into the Pelosi residence and ties up Paul Pelosi, and nobody's there to stop this from bullshit. It smells like it stinks to high heaven. I don't buy a fucking word of it. I think it's all fucking garbage. I bet the guy fell, fell was in a drunken stupor and fell. And smashed his head like an idiot and now they're trying to get some some sympathy votes and sympathy votes for the right. party not just for old fun bags nancy but she's uh, out this is all it's all it's all fucking nonsense i don't just, fucking just, just, just for the record just for the record so everybody knows she is the speaker of the house she may be third in line for the presidency as a speaker of the house but she does not get secret service protection she's protected by the Capitol no, police and yes. it's not a very and it's not a large security detail so she's she worth a couple hundred million dollars yeah, you know, she's she got security at her house yeah she has two hundred million she was. i'd like to know where she was when it happened, but the, the it walls on her property. She was at Comet Pizza in the basement. And I, <laughs> Comet Pizza. I want to know. I want to know about more about this guy they arrested. About he's his a QAnon. Deal. No, he's a, he's a Q. That's probably what they're going to say. That's probably That's what, what they did say. Well, somebody did uh, say it. Somebody uh, said he's a MAGA supporter, sure. a QAnon I'm guy. Sure. I'm sure it's fu- this is it's fucking hilarious. And again, it's the marketing, good. the marketing, literally yes. inspired no, January 6th inspired this attack. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. It's it's ten the days same, from the midterm. The same talking points. The same regurgitated talking points. Is the same headlines. They're very catchy and they catch your eye. They don't people. They know people aren't going to read the articles. Like I got hit with literally twice within the past week and a half. Twenty five of my posts got hit with fact checks. They were all the same exact fact checks for January 6th and Nancy Pelosi and how she acted. Right wing conspiracy theorists are spreading uh, that Nancy Pelosi was acting and playing a role on the January 6th video. Every single thing. It could be a post. It was a po- like my black flag that I have hung behind me was posted. My black flag for no quarters given, never surrender was fact checked with that Nancy Pelosi, a pan through or Oakland going through Oakland and how, how much of a shithole it is was hit with that fact check. They realize that these idiots don't read the fact checks. They're just going to see the fact check. Oh, this is not not real. It's been fact checked by the fact checkers and completely ignore it. They see the headlines. They're going to read the headline and the little expert excerpt that goes with the headline and they're not even going to click the article and read it. They're going to take that as fact. They realize this. They understand that people are too lazy to actually read what is said. So they just put these super catchy headlines so they re- they will regurgitate it and say oh did you see the article this that and the other and not even fucking read it so that's this is what their whole whole plan is and yeah yeah 
And the, 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 <laughs> yeah, like really think about the, it. The, the desper- the, and the desperation is in the air because I mean they're pulling out all stops now. I mean you just look at you know you breeze through some of the headlines today and it you have well first of all the, the, the whole the whole uh, as as you call them on your social media I was cracking up fetter bean I actually <laughs> I, I I stole that one today for one of my posts. Hell yeah, uh, yeah I, I thought that was great. But you have Joe and Kamala actually they're, they're rallying I think this weekend for for Fetterman in. Pennsylvania yes. saying that John is Pennsylvania. Yeah, someone just said in the chat, what about Doug Mastriano? Doug Mastriano, he was just endorsed by Carrie Lake. Doug Mastriano, we need to get him over the finish line yes. of Pennsylvania. Yes. That's why yes. I say to everybody, we're, we're what, 10 days from the midterms of people, I, I'm oh, still boy. being asked. I'm, I was asked by two people today, Alan, who who, who should I donate money to? Uh, and, I, and I said, well, don't donate it to the Republican Party. Donate it to whatever candidate you might be uh, – interested in it doesn't have to be in your state they literally were asking me who i should donate to so i go jr majewski in in ohio and joe kent in washington state those are just two or doug doug mastriano in pennsylvania carrie lake in arizona i mean blake masters so many don't give it to the republican party but no. the, the the democrats are, are pulling out the stops you have uh between uh, Biden and Kamala in Pennsylvania. You have Jamie Raskin, who's now talking about don't minimize the January 6th Capitol riot because it condones political <laughs> violence. You have AOC turning around. Oh, all the all the right now today again that the 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 majority of domestic terror is coming from national uh, white nationalism. Uh, this is the 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 waste of big tits Spanish broad who with a Tesla who's banging a white ginger by the way, but it's all white nationalism. I mean, oh, so you're saying I got a chance? I got a shot with her? <laughs> yeah, she, she she likes no well no she likes the, the, the she likes the beta boy white gingers she probably uh, she probably beats him up i think she just got engaged to another one yeah. oh aoc from the bartender from the bronx she was a she's a privileged broad from westchester who grew up on a tree line street and they called her sandy let's just stop the bullshit who went to boston sure. university let's stop <laughs> Bobby, real quick, I want to circle back to, to old fun, old fun bags, Nancy. And this is this is an important question. It's a very important question. It's a it's a theme of the show because my friend Alan over here is a sick fack, and uh, he wants to see Nancy's fun bags. Would you like to see those old fucking saggy tits, or would you pass if you had a given opportunity? Well, it's like a train wreck. I mean, you want to like it's 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 sad, and you don't want to, but like. If you were just to be like, here's like I have a picture here. Do you want to see it? I would. Yeah, I mean, I would see it. If you were in a room and Nancy Pelosi was there and she was like, you know, eight martinis in, and she's like, hey, I'm gonna let the puppies out. Who wants to see it? If she dumped them out, I would. No, if she dumped them out, I would look because it'd be sick. But you know, I I think you'd turn to stone. So I'd be kind of scared of it, to be honest. But no, she's a dirt merchant. I mean, I honestly feel like she's like a, she's like a demon. Like I, should, honest, I judge I, both of you on this because I think she's a demon. I think she's like a dark force from like the underworld. And I don't mean that. I don't mean that in the literal sense. I just mean like this person is like captivated by dark energy. And I think the thing that blows my mind is that I love, I love following the like super soy boy, uh, like democratic, like shill accounts on Instagram. That'll be like Nancy, like, destroyed the yeah. reporter or whatever. I'm like, are you like, what are you watching? Planet? Yeah. And like, it's so funny. I was watching, um, I was watching Flecka's, uh, and, uh, and Richard Rapoy today on their podcast and they were just like, 
has anybody ever thought about like if there was a room of Democratic voters and you looked around the room and you got the blue hair guy, you got the you got the girl guy, you got the you know, you have all these crazy, guy. you have all these crazy like zany characters yeah. and you're like, oh, you voted like you voted for Joe, too. Like, oh, all right. Like, wouldn't you wouldn't you be like, wouldn't you have like, would it pass the sniff test? It was like, oh, these are my these are my people. And um, <laughs> you think about the people that are like voting on the right. It's like. Do you guys ever think about that? Like, what would it look like if all you were in a room? Yeah. So. Oh my God. I don't know who I would fuck. (laughs) (laughs) No, I wouldn't go that far. I would definitely stare at her at her fun bags, though. There's there the thing that's I the thing that I find so interesting about it all is just like why do why do people that generally are conservative look so attractive and healthy and physically fit more often than not? You know, why, why is that? Why is that the case? It's like, why is, why are conservative women so attractive? Why are, why are conservative men like generally speaking better put together? Like what, why is that? And I think that one of the things that I realized very early on in my account is like, I started getting a lot of fitness followers, like fitness influencers and whatnot. And I was like, you know what I realized about fitness people is that a fitness person, a person that that exercises regularly understands that one person and one person alone can create their prosperity for them. And that's the hard work that they put in and the discipline that they put in in order to get to that point. And that's the same type of thing that a conservative person understands, a business owner, an entrepreneur, it's all the same thing. It's like hard work, discipline, following a regimen and, and working hard to to to, to earn everything that you obtain. And it's like, that's the thing is like people, the, the, the right is generally saying, it's like, it's like reap what you sow, work hard and be rewarded for it. Get the fuck out of my life and let me live. And like, let me be free and speak, which is like a good mantra for all folks. And then you have all these sads on, on the left that are just like, they're like soy, they're a wet noodle. They, they want a free handout. And it's just like, I don't I don't make the rules when you look at the two pools of people. It's just like, why do they always look like this? I don't mean physically look like that only. I mean, why does their mind picture always look like that? Why are they like that? And I just I just wish that more people could look at this simple fact and say, you know, it's like, don't you think that these people might be onto something over here? Right. I don't know. Oh, (laughs) let's be free. I don't I, I want the government not involved in every aspect of my life. Like I want the I I want to take advantage of the opportunities that everybody has. Everybody has the same well, opportunity, but right. you, the the same outcome is not guaranteed because you have to get off your ass and work for it, which which we do. So then, no, you're not going to get the handout. Why do you think that way? That is that is the the that's like, like they've the been question. Brainwashed, unfortunately, that's uh, that's what I truly believe. They've been brainwashed. Look at look at all the programming they've been hit since we were little kids. Look yeah. at all the things that that we've been inundated with. All the bread and circus. The even even the three of us for like indulge in it. Like I still I I, I gave up sports for a couple of years. I went back to watching it a little bit because I needed to, I needed to do something for entertainment just to enjoy rather than just gang banging in the government all day. Like I needed to get away <laughs> from, from all of it for just to do something, and, and it was more around uh, the relationships around sports than than the actual sports themselves with the friendships and the bonds that I have around them and the shit talking and so on and so forth. Um, but it, it, it's, it's something that I, I used to get angry at these people and be like, yo, why, why are you always the same typical liberal? Like you could see, as soon as you see them, you know, like, yeah. Oh, that's a fucking crazy liberal. They're nuts. And, and 
And I realized that a lot of these people have been so brainwashed that they cannot see past anything that they're they're presenting like no matter the facts that you show them it's been just inundated in their brain that you're racist you're evil like i was watching uh some lady do we played it on tuesday she i showed you alan or it might have been on monday it was monday on monday madness a lady was like yeah she's a biologist she's like yeah uh men are uh biologically stronger on average they're biologically taller on average like their muscle mass is bigger uh this that and the other and these are these are facts and these liberals were in there and they started screaming and yelling and breaking shit as they're getting walked out of the fucking room out of the speech and and they they're getting interviewed afterwards like there's no place for nazis in this world i'm like i'm like where where does this even come from it's because they've been brainwashed through school, through TV. Like you watch these things that kids are like, like really think about it. When if you were a parent, I'm not a parent. Alan, Alan is. I don't, Bobby, you don't have kids, right? No, I didn't think so. Um, don't do so, it. They ruin everything. That's why I'm not doing it. No, I'm, not doing it. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but at, at the end of the at at the end of the day. When you think about it, you put your kid in front of the TV, you're like, oh, watch Nickelodeon, watch Cartoon Network, watch these kids channels that you don't suspect to have any sort of like weird or evil messaging because it's Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, this, that, and the other. You actually watch it. It's some of the sick, most sick, disgusting things in the world. And these leave impressions on young kids that you don't even realize. You send them to school. They're being taught by this teacher for six to eight hours a day. And this teacher is leaving an impression on yeah. these kids that, 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 that the parents don't even know. They have no idea what's being said. And you see all, like, Libs of TikTok is one of my favorite accounts yeah. that posts all the videos of these teachers that are showing all the crazy crazy rhetoric that they're teaching these kids and these parents have no fucking clue these kids have different pronouns in school and they don't tell their parents kind oh, of it's shit. pronoun day what are we gonna yeah. be today so i i have i have a, I have a nine-year-old going on 19 she's great though i, I can't even get it a curse she's, she's uh, i mean you're smart though you say you're kid to home, home school she, and she learned how to act like as a human being and then went to regular yeah. school as a yeah she she's 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 fucking she's smart as hell so anyway now, so my wife gets she goes down to rabbit holes and stuff. Sometimes she she makes uh, she makes you and uh, and Catalyst Jones look like normies sometimes with the shit that comes out of her mouth. And I'm like, <laughs> what? But it's funny because so now my kid will be at a store. We'll be like we could be in Target. We could be anywhere. And whether it's clothing or a toy or something or just something, she always seems to point out something and and tells you like. So, uh, what maybe the symbolism is like she'll find something with like an eyeball in like a charm like the eye oh, or she'll find what? like something <laughs> that looks like a fucking pentagram or something and i'm like oh yeah you're spending a lot of time with mommy but she but it's funny because like she she knows she knows <laughs> it's hilarious. like i don't it's not like i don't brainwash my kid and be like hey listen everyone on on all these people are bad. No, nothing like that. Like uh, she, she's very smart and she's taught like I was, you look beyond the person uh, of, of, of their appearance and you, you get to know who they are. Forget about their religion, their color, what they are and everything else. But it's funny cause she, she's very sarcastic, like me and my wife. And, uh, she, uh, she, she'll, we'll be watching something and she'll go, 
hey, do you, she doesn't say Republican or Democrat. She goes, you think that person's a Trump or a Biden? And it, it cracks me up every time. But now she's like, oh, no, no, we were watching a video earlier on on, on YouTube. And she was uh, this YouTuber she likes. I don't know. They, they're gamers and stuff. And literally the, the, the guy was with his kids and was talking about how they had to call the police with some old lady that went in the house. And the guy's like, it was a white guy. And he goes, oh, yeah, if if uh, if I if, if I went into that lady's house or if I was a different color, the cops would have arrested me right away. And I, I like I heard it. I wasn't really watching it, but I heard it. And me and her made eye contact. And she goes, that's a Biden. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, she, knows. Oh, she goes, she he just told his kids that all cops are racist. And I'm like, oh, I love you, kid. You know, but she'll, she, she'll, she'll, you know, Hey, read this part of the constitution. Let's talk about it. You know, people aren't doing that with their kids. Well, I mean, there are some people, I know people that are doing that with their kids, but they're, she's not learning any of that stuff. Alan, you're doing it right. You're doing it right. But, but I, I really believe that because of the events of 2020, uh, when the parents were seeing the zoom calls and everything that was going on, a lot of parents have changed their, their, the way that they're raising their kids and altered their, their, the path of their interaction and their kids schooling. Like, a lot of kids, a lot of parents were using their school schools like all right get out of here go like go to school i have my time to myself no kids in the house yeah. but now now they're actually involved and they're like hey i want to know what's going on and what's being taught to my children because it's gotten so out of hand and and again wouldn't have happened if we didn't live through these events it would have kicked the can down the curb yeah. no one would be showing up to local school board meetings no one would be showing up to town hall meetings no one would be doing sure. homeschool co-ops no one would be doing any of this stuff it would just be business as usual so unfortunately we had to live through this but in reality it, it has helped so many so many children and future generations get proper education and learn things that they would have never had the opportunity to do so otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I I just tell people, you know, pay attention to what your kids are doing in school, pay attention to everything your kids are doing, keep them off TikTok, keep them off Snapchat. Um, Another funny thing is, and I didn't even think of it. Like she has an iPad, she, you know, plays Roblox and stuff. And I noticed her iPad was sitting in a weird place earlier and I go, uh, Hey Zoe, your uh, you know your iPad sitting here, right? And she goes, "Yeah, it's been dead for like I don't know five or seven days." And I'm like, "Oh, you're not gonna charge it?" And she goes, "No, no, because then I'm gonna get sucked into that thing, and I'm just living my life right now." <laughs> like, Yo, I love you. You're so enough. great. Respect. Listen, my nine year my my nine year old could break down and and put together my uh, my AR-15, load it, rack around, and uh, get ready to go. Probably get off two shots too. <laughs> Nice. There you go. You know, smart, but, smart no people. Pe- pe- people need to. People need to. Uh, to, to really just not drop your kid up. And I understand not everybody can do the homeschool co-op or the homeschool thing and the public schools, the free babysitter. I get it. Everyone has lives. But if you're going to do that, you have to take that attitude out of your head. Of I'm dropping my kid off at the six at the six hour free babysitter. They're going to come home, maybe do some homework, and you're not going to pay attention to anything they're doing there because you're working, you're doing your tennis yeah. lessons, you're fucking your boss, whatever it is that you're doing. Pay attention, <laughs> pay attention to what your kids are doing because there are some fucked up people in the public school system. They were all into, all these young teachers that were indoctrinated in universities who you know and and, and now are, are now oh, out yeah. there indoctrinating your kids and. It's real, and don't let anybody tell you that indoctrination isn't happening in schools because it it one hundred percent is. You know. Yeah. Well, I think that that's the I think that that's the uh, the thing to remember is that 
you know, life is duality and there's a there's there's a black and a white a yin and a yang to all the stuff and this is this is probably the pendulum shift to one direction and now it's swinging back the other direction so hopefully people are willing to recognize how crucial this moment is and even more importantly than that how important their actions are at this very crucial time. It's like if you are a person that subscribes to the idea that a Republican can't get elected in New York, then Lee Zeldin loses. And it's like, it may just be the difference of you telling somebody, yeah, you know, he's probably not going to win. And then maybe you convince a couple other people and they don't go vote. And then just like that, she wins and it's more poison. So, you know, the kind of the, the last message I'd want to leave with people is to just remember that, you know, this is the fight. This is it right here. It's like us talking about it, conversing about it, you spending your precious time listening to us and then talking about it out and about when you could just as easily be fucking off or doing something else. So I do think that, you know, we are the market, we are the market force being raised to prominence um, because that's what people need to hear at this time. So good for us and good and, and kudos to the people that are listening. And I believe that we have it. And interestingly enough, we have a we have a target now. It's like there's you got 18 days or 12 days or whatever it is, and let's see what happens. And I hope people show up, and you know it'll be an interesting conversation to happen after that. Because if we get what we think we're gonna get or what we hope we're gonna get, then like then the real work begins. And then it's like just like you said before, holding these people to account. So yeah. I'm excited to see what happens. It's gonna be an interesting uh, November. What do you what do you have going on for? Uh... Like to, for the for the future for what you got going on, Bob. First of all, have you ever done motivational speaking? Uh, I've I've spoken on I've I've done public speaking or internationally in the U.S. I've been spoken in New York and Miami, Fort Lauderdale, um, in uh, in Dubai, Portugal. Um, you got speaking events coming up, don't you? You're, you're I, doing some events. Yeah. So I so I um. I have done speaking, but I haven't really done specifically motivational speaking, but I just started doing stand-up comedy. So I'm actually opening for um, Chad Prey. There are five dates in uh, Southwest Florida um, in, in November. And then I'm actually doing three shows. Um, I'm doing three shows with two other people um, in December in Florida as well, Orlando, the West Southwest Florida, and then uh, Boca Raton. Nice. So the stand-up comedy is coming up and then I'm going to be at uh, turning points America fest in December, which is a great event for, for, young people to get out and 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 be reinvigorated that the youth are going to be okay um so that's what i got planned for the rest of the year and my objective is just continue growing the reach so i'm going to do the in-person shows i'm going to be at america fest i just spoke at a college campus um i went to the university of minnesota um twin cities a couple weeks a couple weeks ago and spoke to um the turning point chapter there which was amazing um so that's kind of what I got going on. And in the meantime, producing as much media as possible. Good. We're uh... really crushing it, dude. And I, like I told you last time you're on the show, now that you're doing your comedy, let's talk off air. We'll get you up at the Dojo of East Comedy Club uh, at Sam Tripoli and uh, my buddy Mike Romanelli's Comedy Club up in New Jersey. I'm going to be on, um, what's it called? What's Sam Tripoli's podcast called? Tin Foil Hat. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be on it in uh, two weeks. Nice. Well, make, sure, make, sure, make sure you let him make sure you let him know that uh, your friends of mine, because he's a good friend of mine and uh, 
we'll we'll get you hooked up over at his comedy club on the east coast mike romanelli is like a big brother to me so that's we'll what's get up. You over there and do some shows yeah uh, you'll crush it over there you'll, yeah you'll, you'll get a big a big turnout oh i'm excited to do these it's like i said i got the five shows with with chad which is huge and then i got the three other shows in florida so that to me is like the test run and how good will it be how well attended will they be and then um you know like i said i'm gonna go on tinfoil hat and we got a lot of different things going until the end of the year and next year january it's like to me that's the road to the white house basically it's like 2023 in 2024 it's like that's the chime it's like what are we going to do are we going to are these are these republicans going to do the right thing are we going to start teeing up people for 2024 like that to me is always in mind and i think that if we stay on it um and and continue continue talking about all this stuff it's like i think that we can control and and help change the world for the better especially if we start now because i could tell you this much before the last election i didn't have any influence just like you guys it's like nobody knew what i i was i would say it to my buddies and they're like we don't talk about that and it's like right so now it's like we have an opportunity and i bet there's a lot of other people like us so i just, we just gotta keep we just gotta keep the pedal trump, trump made his first tweet really okay no i'm looking it up right now no what they put his account back uh, that's that's what Catalyst no. just said in the no. in the chat. No I'm way. Looking, I'm looking it up right now. I'm looking it up right now. Oh it's like it's God. like go to Truth Social. <laughs> no, his his account. Uh, his no. account's suspended. Catalyst, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Kevin. Come on, man. He's Come on, man. You know the thing. Just, just he did that on purpose. It. He did that on purpose just to it fuck with us and see if we talk it about it on air. That prick. Anyway. Hey, Catalyst, shut the fuck up. I knew he had hit the button of one. You're a stupid <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here in a few minutes. So, Bobby, where can everybody find you on your socials and everything like that? Yeah, so home base is Instagram at Take Naps, but BobbySauce.com is where you can find all things me. And if you want to follow all the socials, just go to followbobby.com. I like that. Followbobby.com. That's that's genius. Yeah. Yeah, I was a web developer for 13 years, so I know my way around this stuff. But you guys could do it too. You, you follow Bobby.com. I registered. Uh, I registered the domain name by hand. It was ten dollars to register the domain, and I just forward it to my link tree. It's easy to remember. Has all my social links there. So That's you nice. guys, you guys could do you know the same thing by the by the Great Divide or whatever. Oh, I mean, it's, it's going to be follow that scumbag.com is going to yeah. be mine. Yeah, That's going to be mine. <laughs> I guarantee. I guarantee. Follow that piece of shit, Alan. Yeah. Com. I, yeah. I guarantee you that is available, and you could you go on GoDaddy, you buy it for t- ten bucks a year, and then you just forward it to a link tree, and then there's all your links. I have to have That's my great. web guy do that. So because it's like again, it's like again, it's like all of these things are all chips in the basket of how you grow the opportunity. So it's like for ten dollars, every time somebody asks me that question, I'm like, go to follow Bobby. You know how many people are like. You know, on link, on Instagram, I'm take naps. On Facebook, I'm, I'm take naps five hundred and six. So I'm I'm bag of donuts dot, dot rice on yep. whatever on on TikTok. So it's like just buy the domain, make it easier for them, create that simple flow, and it solves all your problems. Really? And then that goes to your link tree where all of your stuff is. Yeah, and like Bobby Sauce is just easier to remember, and that's also my like my name. Yeah. So I I send people there because that's kind of all things me. But I say if you want to follow me on socials, you can still do it on Bobby Sauce. But follow Bobby is like a quick remember. Usually people will want one or the other. Like I just want to follow him on TikTok real quick and and then fuck that guy. That's it. That's yeah. It. So I'm like just go to follow like Bobby. That. Easy to remember. Easy to spell. Oh, 
Oh, dude, it's that's brilliant because you go on. I hate it. I literally hate when someone says, "Oh, where can everybody find you?" And I'm like, "Ah, oh, well, I'm here. I'm kicked yeah. off of this. I'm yeah. here. I'm kicked over that." Yeah, and it's the biggest pain in the dick. I'm like, I sound like an idiot. Yep. Uh, uh, I'm tripping over my words and I forget what I said. Uh, I so just I'm go serious. like, all right, well, which social? I just want to put yeah. one out. Which social media do I want to push on this show today, right now? I'll just yeah. push that one. You right, know? it's yeah. bag yeah. of yeah. underscore dick seventeen seventy six. Like, exactly exactly uh, and, so, and the thing about the domain is that as you get kicked on and off or whatever whatever platform it's like the, the the url will remain the same yeah follow bobby will always work and if i'm on parlor one day or, or back or wherever whatever the next thing is it's like it'll always be there and i've been reiterating bobby sauce is where i'm at follow bobby to follow socials and that way they're right. you know they'll, rem they'll remember one of them i like yeah. that I like that's that. Right. that right. That's, some, that's we'll something to, I might have to do. We'll go so. to followbobby.com. As always, give Bobby a follow. He's one of the best Patriots in the game. Thank uh, you. I truly love what you're doing, dude. Uh, always, always a big fan of your work and glad to call you a friend. When the fuck are you coming back out to Vegas, dude? We got to get together. Yeah. It's been, been almost a year. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I went there for uh, that big music festival. You know what I realized? I'm 35 now, which is whatever. But I was at a um, festival over the weekend and I was standing for like eight hours and dancing or whatever. And like my knee was killing me the next day. And I'm like, fuck, I think I think my days of standing for three music festival days might sadly be uh, coming to an end. Wait till you're 40. No, I know. I'll need a wheelchair yeah. to get out there. But but uh, <laughs> but. I love I love uh, my jazzy? I love uh, I love events. I love coming for events. I, I love traveling places with a with a target in mind. So just keep me keep me abreast of the of the big events that are coming, big concerts or shows or whatever. And I'd be down to fly out. I got airline miles for days. So I'll say less. We'll have to figure something out, dude. Vegas yeah. is a pretty pretty easy place to get people to come out to. So yeah. we'll figure something out for sure, dude. We'll get together. Yeah. Uh, because we had a, we had a good time when you were in town. The Bahamas, the Bahamas are very close to where I live, so a lot of people just will lost pass the camera again. I know my fucking camera overheated. See? Oh, overheated, overheated. Yeah. You gotta yeah, put a, you gotta put a fan on it. Take the fan. This beautiful camera, uh, and it over it overheated. Jeez. But uh, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. But Bobby, <laughs> Bobby, so yeah, I'll be in the Bahamas in the middle of November. Uh, okay. If, if you want to take a quick helicopter ride and come what, and hang out. How are you flying direct there from from Vegas or are you stopping somewhere? No, I'm flying direct. Oh, really? I'm, nice. Yeah, I have uh yeah. Um I'm I have some special amenities. I'm taking a PJ. Oh, um, snap. Yeah. Yeah, it's first time ever. I'm fucking really bummed for it. Uh, dude, <laughs> you're gonna take like ridiculous Instagram photos with like stupid. No, I don't do that. No, you should get gold-plated fucking I like glass sunglasses I'll, and take I'll, pictures. I'll take I'll take one or two pictures, but I'm not like a. I don't. I'm not a big like let's flex on the Instagram, especially if it's not even mine. Like I'm getting treated to it, so it's like. Just tell I'm everybody not, it's yours. You yeah, could be like you yeah. know. Yeah, I could be fucking fake as fuck like everybody else. Yeah. Like, look at me. I'm fucking cool. I don't give a shit. Like, I really like I'm I'm there for the experience. Like, I'm like, I'm there to enjoy being there rather than flexing that I'm there on to yeah. the internet. I feel fuck 
about what everybody else thinks. I'm just very blessed that I get this opportunity and I want to enjoy it while I'm on there rather than being like, hey, look what I'm doing, guys. Like, yeah, I'll probably post like a cool little a cool little video of me walking up to the thing because it looks cool. But other than that, like, I don't fucking care. Yeah, it's not yeah. the biggest deal in the world to me. And I, I might not even like half the time I leave events and like I'll go to these events and I'll meet people and I'll take and I won't even take any pictures or videos or anything because I'm so in the moment and I'm so connected to everybody that's there that i don't even and i'm like fuck i should have posted about that like i got to get like when you were in town bobby i was like oh fuck me and bobby should have taken a picture and put it on instagram but like it was like i i that doesn't even cross my mind because yeah. i'm enjoying the time that we're having together hanging out that i'm like ah oh, no like it is what it is and and that's how it is always every event that i go to i'm like fuck i didn't post about nothing like i didn't do shit no marketing no nothing it was great opportunity to market and grow the brand but i'm just enjoying the moment so much and it happens to me all the time but alan i know you have to head out bobby we really appreciate you coming on dude we definitely got to do this again um for sure now that you know alan uh we made it we made a shift in the show i'm not sure if you're aware alan's the new co-host of we the people radio okay. as well sweet yeah nick and aunt have a lot going on okay um, so we'll definitely do this again pretty soon maybe we'll do a post uh election uh, get together and and see how see if we can flex our muscles on our victory. For a li- licking our sounds wounds. Good. Oh boy, that was really fucked up. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, sounds good. I'm I'm down. Well, appreciate you guys and thanks to everybody that's that's tuning in. Much appreciated. Yeah, so we we'll had another uh, an- another successful Freedom Friday. So uh, what do you think, James? Go. All right, we signing off. Signing off. We'll go to mypatriotcigar.com. Code WPRUSA for fifteen percent off. These things are fucking delicious. I, uh, Bobby, Bobby approves the guy who likes blondies. Yes. Uh, it's very, very, very surprising. So Bobby sauce approved. Go to my cigar.com code WPR USA. Also my pillow.com slash great 1776 or slash WPR USA. Bobby, you have my pillow code. No, you should get one, dude. You, yeah, you should get, yeah. It's really, yeah. it's really not all that cracked up to be. I don't even advertise mine anymore. I'm in the cigar game now. I gave up the pillows. I don't use. I don't I, like. I have, I have pillows that I don't use. Those pillows, and I feel weird trying to pump things that I don't yeah. use. Yeah, but I use the slippers. I yeah. use the slippers. Yeah, but I fucking love the slippers. But I'm not gonna tell somebody to get a pillow if I don't even have the pillow. Right. right. True. Plus, True. I got my own True. shit. I have the, I have the pillow. Yeah, I got my own shit. I mean, I, I, this is the thing is that I just feel like, I feel like I don't want to take any attention away from the content. That's the product. And like, I don't even want the money. You know, it's like, I'd rather just have them just only get what they get. And it's like, the, I take their, I know that they have a limited amount of dollars to spend. So it's like, if they're going to do it, I'd love them to buy like a Donnie ball game shirt from my store right. or something. I don't want to be like, go buy this pillow. Plus everybody sells a pillow, you know. It's like uh, no, no, no. Now, if you had a pillow with your face on it, then yeah. you, you know, and, and that that might be that might. Yeah. Be. You should make a fucking pillow for your store. All right, listen, uh, you know, James will go on all fucking night. I have yeah. to shut him up. So yeah, listen, everybody. If you and I got this is my camera. Shut yeah, up. You, you, you're done. You're done. You're Hit done. James, shut the done. fuck up. Every, Hit the button myself. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Everybody, hit the share button if you're on Facebook. Subscribe to Rumble, Getter, everywhere you find us, wherever you're watching. Hit share, subscribe. Go follow Bobby.com. Follow him on all the socials. Bobby, it was really uh, good to have you. And uh, another Freedom Friday, James. That's it. Right. That's been fun, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back on Monday with our regular scheduled program. Everybody enjoy the weekend. God bless. And we'll see you next week. Talk to you all soon.